0: Talk live. You're listening to the live Saturday edition. We are live here in the studio, but things are a little different than they usually are. Uh, I'm Mark, and I'm guard. And Ian's not here. He's off at a, the talk radio convention or something like that, schmoozing with the big boys, probably giving Rush Limbaugh some trouble, making him nervous. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I'm glad he's gone it's a show about it's a show about your calls you can call in about anything you want on the uh, SACL toll free line that's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one and we've brought a few things in to talk about uh, this evening so let's get into it oh yeah, it's good to be here with you man Gardner if you've, you've been hearing all the stuff on the the talk radio shows they've been they've been talking about how bad obama's minister is oh, he's bad man he's bad a bad man. bad man that's right <laughs> he's he's preaching up there from the pulpit and getting all excited and saying things like gd america and yeah. america kkk and all that that's stuff that's right
1: that's right
0: you got an article on that
1: yeah yeah absolutely uh you know Pastor Pastor Mark, I just have to say uh, as Pastor Guard here, uh, it's a fascinating story what what we've seen so far. Last night Barack Obama added another wrinkle to this one, which is that he decried the rhetoric of the right reverend Jeremiah Wright. And originally I thought, it wasn't that a Flip Wilson character? But no, <laughs> it wasn't. It's uh, from his pastor from his church around Chicago. It's the guy who married him and his wife, Barack Obama mm-hmm. and his wife, uh, also baptized Barack Obama's kids, mm-hmm. and has worked with the Obama campaign. He's now off the campaign. Sounds like
0: Barack knows him a little bit.
1: Yeah? He knows him well, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Barack got him off the campaign. He uh, decried the statements last night and uh, denounced them. And he appeared on Fox News last night. Fox News, the neocon conservative bastion. And he basically got on there and he was on with uh, Hannity and Combs and said, look, you know, some of the things that this guy said, I wasn't around. Uh, uh, Major Garrett interviewed him and said, uh, Major said, were you there? No, I wasn't there during any of these statements. Some of the statements about uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, how we have been terrorists around the world and killed more innocent people than were killed in the uh, World Trade Center bombing.
0: I don't really disagree with that particular Uh, statement. You know, that's the thing about these statements. I will say, uh, uh, right, uh, you know, the Pacific Theater of World War II is probably the closest war in the... Uh, the last century to us, you know, I mean, that's the war that you can say the least about mm-hmm. as far as, I mean, it was our most righteous war. I got some problems. If you, uh, if you problems. can get to that, yeah, it, it leans more in that direction if mm-hmm. uh, if you, you want to put it got some problems with it. Yep. Like, for instance, they say that the United States was attacked when Pearl Harbor was bombed, but, you know, Pearl Harbor wasn't a state at the time. No. And it was really just a military base where we had gone into the uh, this archipelago and, and taken over from these uh, native people we had taken their land from them there's a strong secession movement in hawaii yeah. uh, the, the the hawaiian people the natives they, uh, a lot of them wish we would leave go away yeah, i mean we, sure we've we've really developed the area but we they didn't ask for that and we know we
1: know well one of the funniest things about it is that they actually have an interstate highway in hawaii which is pretty funny thanks <laughs> to the interstate highway system how what constitutional is that is you know, I have no idea. I don't know. But uh, one of the one of the fascinating things about that is you know, we know that uh, Roosevelt wrote Churchill and said, I will do anything I can to maneuver us into the war, to get us into the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did maneuver us into the war, put the embargo against Japan. They couldn't get any oil. Supposedly it was about what Japan did to the Chinese. Why we're concerned about the Chinese, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know that that was part of the Constitution that we had to protect, you know, the Chinese the Chinese, exactly. or any other
0: nation. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, Thomas Jefferson said that uh, peace and commerce and goodwill towards all nations and entangling alliances with none. That That's, sounds like an entangling alliance. Yeah, it's pretty entangling. So,
1: you know, the Japanese were goaded into this. Uh, there is other uh, there's other very, very strong information to indicate that not only did we do we know that they had broken the Japanese uh, code, but that they knew the Japanese were coming. They moved the ships, the most valuable ships away, and the patrolling ships away from the usual zones where they would have
0: intersected intercepted the Japanese. They pulled them away. There's there's some evidence to and that. And there mean, it, is it's a, it's a little conspiratorial. There's not a, there's not solid solid proof of it, but. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of evidence yes, out there.
1: And with, with freedom of information uh, documents that have been revealed just recently, there are some new books out, one of which uh, quotes a man who worked in the White House at the time with a contemporaneous diary entry where he said he was in the Oval Office and Roosevelt said, I knew people were going to die, but I didn't know this many people were going to die. <sighs> How awful. Okay, so that's on the World War II front. But, you know, these statements about, about Obama's pastor uh, and by Obama's pastor, that's the thing. There are, there, are, there are
0: things in there that he's saying which people are overlooking. Right, and, and well, you know that's he's he's saying it for one. He's saying it in that really cool black minister cadence, so angry which I dig. I, I I it's it's awesome sounding. Um, I just love the way that sounds. But you know the some of the things he says, I agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, I do mm-hmm. think that there is a ra- an institutional racial racial bias, um, in our system. And I you know it seems I, obvious I, I to think me. you're right. When there's one out of ninety nine Americans is in prison, but one out of ten black people is in prison. Yeah, you know, I was just talking with Jason Osborne about that
1: of SACL, and Jason and I were talking about just those things. Why is it that people, you know, white guys like you and me, uh, you know, we don't live in the inner city of Chicago. We don't live in Washington, D.C. We don't know what's going on in South Central or Compton. And, you know, to think that the laws that have been established, even if the people who are... Are functionally taking care of those laws now are not racist. Many of the laws that are in place now were instituted by racist
0: people. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't see any laws that in in and of themselves are particularly racist. It just seems to me that the implementation, to, it's it's easier to go where um, you know the poor people, the black people yeah. are congregated. It's easier to go after them. I mean, these crimes, many of them are being being committed by you know people in all financial sectors and of all colors, but for some reason. And I, I don't know what it what it is, but it, it, I can tell the results. Um, the results are that black people are in prison like ten, you know, a, a significantly higher percentage of the time than I white agree. people I are. I agree. I yeah. And it, it I can see why a black minister w- preaching to black people could be angry and uh, you know spouting and this sure. sort of re- rhetoric. Yeah. Now the problem is is that um, the average white guy, you know, average white person, they think of black people as equals. They really do. I, I never really even thought about racial right. stuff until I, I moved away from my area. I, I like, don't have any problem no, yeah. with black people, and if you aim racial rhetoric at me, that's how I'm I'm going to feel like, oh my God, you're a bad person because yeah, te- yeah. I'm not a racist. Yeah, you know, Mark, I think
1: you make an excellent point. I think there's there's a, a bit of a balancing act here post. Uh, Jim Crow, post-slavery, post-Great uh, Society, where apparently the only way that uh, things can be made made up for is to systematically take from some people who had nothing to do with the institutional racism mm-hmm. that, that, that these people could be affected by, and somehow give them all these things, which don't help them. The, the welfare state hasn't helped the minorities. It's hurt the minorities. It's fostered sloth and corruption. Drug laws that I think many of the people who are in, in the legal world now, they... They move with these drug laws, and some of them don't even think about it when they first start off. They think, okay, we're upholding the rule of law. Well, sometimes the rule of law, sometimes the laws aren't right. So there could be laws institutionally in place which focus and change the marketplace so that the people who are institutionally the weakest, let's say certain Hispanic minorities, Portuguese minorities, Latin minorities, or blacks, uh, have to turn to the black market, say, dealing drugs. And then you have the people who want
0: to uphold law and order. Well, we're not racist. We're just upholding the law. Right. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're in one of the lowest uh, segments of, of society and you want to get rich like everybody does, mm. um, I want to be rich. Well, what you see put in front of you is that it's going to be very difficult for you to open your own business. You're going to have to get all kinds of licensing from the local, county, state, and federal government to, do, um, you know, to open businesses. And they, they make it. And there's so many regulations on running that business that it's going to be extraordinarily expensive you just don't have the means to do it on your own yeah. you can't pursue the american dream of having your own business so let's do it black market style and if we're gonna do a black market style we might as well make all the profits that the the drug war um that you know the drug war has created because marijuana doesn't cost very much to you produce got it. you got it. it's it's a weed it's extraordinarily cheap but when you're talking about i don't i don't even know what a quarter bag is 50 60 dollars yeah. for a quarter it's something know. like that yeah. Yeah. um 50 or $60 for, for a quarter of dried out plants? I mean, go out in your yard and you can clip these things, right? <laughs> well, you know, if, <laughs> it's I don't, I ludicrous. Don't,
1: and the thing about this, Mark, is I, I don't know whether Jeremiah Wright is thinking about these things in the way that we are. You know, we only get these little windows on video of what he said sure. in front of the, the crowd. Sure, the
0: exasperatory um, clips that yeah. uh, the, the right-wing talkers use right. in order to pit blacks against whites. I mean, is doing the, it seems to be doing the opposite, um, you know, end That's of it. exactly it's the same thing. Yeah, right. And I think that, uh, you know, wise people sort of go in the middle. And uh, I, I want to flesh it out a little bit more and, and talk about it and see some of the things, you know, talk about some of the things he said. one eight hundred two five nine. 259 9231, this is Free Talk Live. Call in and tell us what you think. 1 800 259 9231, this is Free Talk Live, and it's the live Saturday edition. You're listening to Mark and Garn, and you can call in about anything you want to talk about. But before you give it a call, uh, go check out the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's a uh, message board, and I would venture to say one of the largest message boards on any radio talk show uh, in in the nation. You can uh, see hundreds of thousands of posts by thousands of posters. Get involved and uh, tell them what you think. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And you can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended cleanse go to ftldiscount.com and read some real testimonials find out how to order that's ftldiscount.com well since it is a show about your calls we've got a couple of calls about uh, uh, apparently about um world war 2 here so helen helen are you there hello
2: am i do yes, yes, you hear me
0: yes Hi, ma'am. helen mhm
2: oh, okay thank you now i was 5 years old i grew up in manhattan in mm-hmm. the east side and I can remember when they tore down the 2nd Avenue elevated line. Okay. I mean, the the whole avenue got sunshine, all this, you know, when it came down. It was so dense, you Good know.
3: Good day. Mm.
2: And uh, and so then there was Pearl Harbor. Well, you know, as a little girl, I can remember the excitement. But then in the maybe early next year of 42, they set up these scrap pile areas to collect steel for the war effort. Mm-hmm. You know, everything from, uh, you know, toothpaste tubes and uh, Anything and everything, you know, yeah. parts, anything that was made blades, out of metal, razor blades. Yeah. Pardon?
0: Anything made out of metal.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. right.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, people up. were
2: saying, you know, in the neighborhood, my gosh, we just sold the Japanese all the scrap from the Second Avenue L, and now the U.S. government wants our razor blades. Hmm. Yeah. and so. And you know, even, you know, Michael Savage, he he talked about this very same thing because he grew up on the East Side, so he talked about. It was a Friday. It was about a year ago. I heard the re- It was a rerun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was about twenty to nine. So, and and it's just common. It was common knowledge. And even if you Google it, you'll see that the it was torn down. Well, they say the shuttle was torn down in '42, but the whole main line, which traversed the length of Manhattan, you can imagine the
0: steel. So well, we've it was been just uh,
2: common knowledge. Right. You know? We've been
0: mar- arming our enemies for a long time, haven't we?
2: Yes, we have. Even yep. E. E. Cummings wrote a poem about it.
0: Really, and Cummings and
2: he, wrote a poem about the Sixth Avenue L. He? he did it all in lower case too, didn't he? Pardon?
0: He did it all in lowercase, too, didn't he?
2: He did. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So the Sixth Avenue L was also sold to Japan in 1938. So you and, and Japan really needed the steel. Yeah,
0: and, to, and to build zeros.
2: <laughs> to build the zeros and the bullets—that's what Cummings writes about. The yeah. guy, you know, his. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. for
0: the call, Helen. Appreciate
1: an, it. Yeah. And you know, Mark, it's, uh, there's an interesting facet to this—an uh, economic facet to the whole World War II thing. Uh, and that is they constantly tell us that the war brought us out of the Depression, which is absolutely bogus. Robert no. Higgs has wrote about Most of about the world was out
0: of the Depression by the, uh, by the mid to late 30s. Right, right. The fact is that our socialist programs that FDR had put in place kept us in the Depression. And, yeah, well, I'll say that the war probably ramped up the economy. But um, but and they us were up.
1: building things that nobody wanted. You know, I, 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 and Robert Higgs makes a great point. He says you can't say that you've got a productive economy when the things that are being produced aren't things that people want. They're things that the government wants in order to... It, increase the warfare state you know
0: tanks yep. instead of refrigerators yeah all right uh, going to joe uh joe in south carolina hey,
4: yeah joe. how you guys doing tonight
0: good sir how about you
4: i'm doing great uh Excellent. i have to comment on something you guys were saying about pearl harbor i'd never heard about the letter from uh roosevelt to churchill to get us into the war yeah but i'm willing to bet the japanese had probably never heard about it either and the reason we put the embargo on china was because of the inhumane treatment, or I'm sorry, on Japan was because of the inhumane treatment of the Japanese uh, to the Chinese.
3: Right.
0: Now right. that's
4: that's you know I'd I'd like to think that's the idea. I don't know. Maybe well, I need. Well, you to know, people...
0: I, I I hear what you're saying, but there we are playing the world's cop again. And what happens to cops? They get shot at. I mean, well, I yeah. do I as an American deserve um, to to have my my pocketbook raided for this kind of stuff?
4: No, and you know I. I understand what you're saying, but I really wanted to get this back to the context of Jeremiah Wright.
3: Yeah, sure. Okay. And
4: what what Jeremiah Wright said was that we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and we never batted an eye. And that's not true. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, as, you know, yeah, as much point. as you guys have read about Truman, I'm sure, and you, you sound pretty educated on the time period, you would understand that we not only batted an eye, but it was one of the most... Carefully measured decisions in all of history. That's
1: right. That's a, you know that's a good good point. To that that facet of what you just said is a very very salient point. There are a couple other points about the innocence that I'd like to discuss in just a minute. But that's an excellent point. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, I
4: understand Jim. that a lot of a lot of innocent people died at that time, but you have to weigh it. And I mean, this sounds you know almost cruel to uh, to contemplate the sheer humanity of something like this. But you have to weigh dropping the atomic bomb on Japan to end the war at that point in time versus a U.S. invasion of Japan against a culture that would not quit unless they saw something like that. Well, this is the is thing. So I see I
0: see the, the, I see the dropping of the bombs w- when we're in the war. I'm like, that's a decision that I could have made, but the, it's the decision of getting into the war that really bothers me. Um, now, I, I don't, I, like I said, the, uh, the Asian theater of World War II is probably the most righteous war the United States has been in since the Mexican-American War, um, but... You know, I I th- I, I think we could have, I, I think we should have listened to General Smedley Butler, two-time Medal of Honor winner, who said that this war is you know something we should not be involved in.
1: Well, what right. fascinates fascinates me as well is, and I was bringing this up on uh, on my program yesterday that I do around New Hampshire is. That, um, you know, there was a time, and it, as a person who believes uh, pretty much in free market capitalism, supplanting or replacing government, uh, we can talk about the government paradigm versus the so, uh, social uh, free market paradigm. But there was a time when people understood the distinction between those who are engaged in war as soldiers and those who are civilians. But, as Mark brought up, we were chatting about this off the air, there was a draft in World War II.
0: And uh, you know, and, and another thing about the J- Japanese thing, you said a, a culture of people that just wouldn't quit. You know that Japan had offered to surrender before that with terms, but Truman had said no terms to the surrender, zero. So it's actually Truman's stance on there will be no terms to the surrender that resulted in all those innocent people dying in Japan. You, you, you are you aware guys, of that?
4: Yeah, you guys sound like you're, you're both educated and able to make smart guesses about this. What if we would have accepted the terms of Japan's surrender, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm sure Japan's Mm -hmm. surrender allowed them to keep the military, and basically, I mean, if you look at it like that, you can look at it one of two ways.
3: Mm -hmm. Japan's
4: giving us an opt-out, or Japan's giving themselves an opt-out to go ahead and rebuild, because I don't know if they didn't have intentions on continuing the war. Japan met with, you know, Germany, and they actually divided up pretty much the United States for Japan. That's what Hitler said. Hitler wanted Europe. He, He met with the leaders, and he said, you guys can have the United States I don't care I want my Reich to be in power over Europe and specifically Britain right so if you measure that against that time frame then sure I mean maybe well, we could have taken their I, surrender but I see what have, you're yeah. saying
0: but it's kind of like getting in a fight with a bully in the uh, in in the schoolyard and then when you get him down you kick his teeth out and you break his arms because he might get up and fight again in the in the next few days and I'm really not for that what I say is fight when you're hit and you know, well, and be worked. fair about it.
1: Yeah, and the question is whether we drew them out to, to, to hit us. And that's that's what I think that a lot of this evidence indicates this. And, you know, it's, it's a weird sort of way that we look back on this with 2020 hindsight. Uh, we don't really have 2020 hindsight. We don't have all the information, whether it's, you know, conspiracy theories or not. But one thing that I can tell you is a lot of the information that's come out indicates to me that the embargo was set up to draw Japan in. They knew Japan was coming. They moved the ships off. They had wires that they tried to get to our commanders, and Roosevelt's guys held them back. I don't like it. Joe, real uh, quick.
4: Husband D. Kimmel, actually, I mean, like the, the admiral in charge of Pearl Harbor at the time, they had been drilling, and the way the ships were tied up was actually for their own safety. They were not expecting this kind of attack from the Japanese. I Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231.
0: Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition. My name's Mark. And I'm Gard. And you can give us a call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, But before you do, I'd like to tell you to go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see dozens of ladies that have uh, sent their validated pictures in to show that they, in fact, do listen to the show. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections in a whole new way. They collect with respect. They aren't mean to your clients, and uh, they record every call so that you can check on them. That's SACL CAI, and you can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. And it's a call about your uh, about your excuse me it's a show about your calls, so let's go to well before we do I, I wanted to make one correction. Yeah, I want to make one point if it's possible uh, about to. the uh, the the terms that we asked for the Japanese surrender in World War Two, uh, from Lou Rockwell dot com uh, article written by. John Denson here the stark fact that the uh, Japanese leaders both military and civilian including the emperor were willing to surrender on May in May of 45 if the emperor could remain in place and not be subjected to war crimes after the war the fact became known to president truman as early as May of 95 uh, 45 the japanese monarchy was one of the oldest in all of history dating back to the 16 660 bc the japanese religion added the belief that All the emperors were direct descendants of the sun goddess, Amrasu, the reigning emperor... Um, Hirohito was the 124th direct line of descendant. After the uh, bombs were dropped in August 6th and 9th of 1945, the the surrender and their surrender soon after, the Japanese were allowed to keep their emperor on the throne and he was not subjected to any of the war crimes um, and the trial. So that was the only thing that they asked for was that the emperor not be subjected to a war crimes trial and they didn't do it anyway. They dropped the bombs and Truman didn't do it anyway. So So
1: all those innocent people died and they could have have stopped it but they wanted to prosecute the emperor and of course they didn't get it. Him anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know what's fascinating about this? Uh, I want to go into just two facets before we get back to the calls, Marco. But um, one of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, I firmly believe that Roosevelt did maneuver the United States into the war. Uh, there's tons of evidence out there, whether you read Thomas Fleming stuff or even you can read uh, some of John Toland's books. They're, they're just excellent. Uh, in addition to that, if we were talking about the United States and freedom and individuals being being drafted in World War II, that I think is deplorable. We can talk about two facets. One is the constitutional legal side of it. Was it in Was it in the United States' defensive interest to get involved in World War II to succor the Japanese, which is what I think Roosevelt did? Uh, Roosevelt's promises prior to any threats of the United States against the United States with Churchill saying, I will do anything we can to get into the war. Those are out there. The communiques are out there. You can read them. Uh, those are plain facts. Uh, I don't see that jiving with the Constitution. But if we move beyond the Constitution into basic human freedom, the idea that decisions made by these people to get us into World War I, to, to throw our that soldiers there. That was the worst thing. There.
0: World War II was really just a continuation of World War I.
1: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And then to say, well, uh, we are going to use the soldiers. We're going to take people's property. We're going to take their gold. We're going to take their food. We're going to, uh, we're going to ration their food. To make this a, a, a basically uh, a warfare dictatorship in the United States under Roosevelt, how does that have anything to do with freedom? And if we if we want to move further into to the way I feel about it, if people want to volunteer and they want to go fight for the British, they could move over and, and fight for the
0: British. I think I actually think some did, or at least British uh, citizens went they back to Britain to certainly fight. Certainly could have. But it, like I said, it is a uh, show about your calls, and I'd like to go to Lou, listening in Florida on WFTL, Lou.
5: Uh, yes, how you guys doing? Great. Excellent, Listen, sir. Listen, I want to get back to the crazed black reverend right. Yes. Now, you guys are displaying the same type of soft racism that I expect from liberals. What soft I mean by racism. that is you're not holding these black ministers to the same level of accountability that you would a white person. What you're trying to do is you're trying to make excuses for him.
1: We haven't gotten there yet.
3: Yeah,
5: I don't now, think so. if a man makes a stupid statement... And he says something awful, okay, like saying that America, whatever he said. in America,
0: things. KKK, is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes,
5: exactly. UN, we yeah. have to hold this person to the same exact standards as we would hold anyone else.
0: And what kind of standards would those be, Lou?
5: Uh, the same standards. He should be defrocked. or Whatever you do to a priest, that's crazy.
0: Look, it's it's his church, man. How are you going to defrock him? It's All I'm church. saying is we
5: have to hold him to the same
0: exact standards. And the I, I said that his, his statements are exacerbatory. No, but the libertarian, what I'm seeing in a lot of the libertarians... I don't is, think you can make any broad statements <laughs> about libertarians. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. I'm going to try to
5: do is I'm going to compare you to what the liberals do. Okay. The liberals seem to say, is well, you know, we cannot hold these dark people to the same intellectual standards that we hold ourselves. So let's set the goal a little lower for them. And let's set aside, you know, something for them. I don't say yeah. that.
0: I demand that that's every the person. I'm getting. From and I you don't care well, what the level. That's it's because you're you're always listening to me as though I'm some kind of nut job, Lou. And just <laughs> yeah, and yeah,
1: I think you're jumping jumping to conclusions a little bit, Lou. And then I'm not familiar with your
5: partner. Are you on the radio also? This is yeah. Gardner.
1: Hey, how you doing, Lou? Yeah, I do I do a show here in New Hampshire, Lou. And uh, we have a website if you go to have Liberty you ever lived conspiracy. you black people? Uh, yeah, actually, I can where, tell you some where? stories. Well, Lou, uh, how that's pertinent, we'll get to it in a minute. It is pertinent because... Yeah, Lou, Lou, you know what? If you want to get into that sort of rhetoric, we can do so, and I can talk to you about my personal life as much as you want. If you want to take my word for it, you can meet my niece. Okay, pal? We can talk yep. about it some other time. I've met his niece. Make, She's black. I'm going to make a substantive point no, for you, I'm not you, talking Luke. about your niece. Hey, Lou, I'm, talking Lou, about you. Lou, I'm talking about you. Lou, guess who I live with? My who niece. I live it with my niece, so let's Here's get niece. back to the She's substance black. of what there we're discussing. Go, Lou. Okay, Lou? Now, when you bring that up, that seems to me that you're jumping to conclusions. We're trying to be thoughtful here and say, okay, before we excoriate this guy, is there any validity to what this guy is saying on any of these points? He says it with incredible fire and incredible anger, and that sometimes would make us back up and say, hey, you, we're coming back at you just as hard. I think sometimes that's appropriate, but sometimes what these people say, say you wait Hey, hold it, on. Can I finish the statement and then you can speak? That would be really a good idea. Sometimes <laughs> when people say something, you say maybe there's some justification for their righteous indignation. For example, he's critical of the three strikes law, correct? Three strikes nails whom the most? Black people. you hear people. the eight statement? I'm not done yet. I am not done yet. Statement. We'll the, get to that in a minute. I'm saying, saying listen, listen, hold, on, hold, on. wait a minute. I'm saying you're jumping to conclusions before we get through all this man's stuff. I'm not this saying I'm defending this man. I'm saying is there stuff there that we need to pick apart and say wait. is there something valid? I and I is to there? To the multi- let me ask between. you a question. I'm getting to a question. If you don't mind, is there validity in this man's criticism of the three strikes law?
5: You're asking me?
1: Yes, and I have a follow-up question.
5: I don't even think that's the most extreme statement that he made.
1: Is there, I asked you a simple statement, is there validity to his criticism of the three-strikes law, and I have a follow-up.
5: No, I don't think
1: so. All right, then we can't go any further. I think there is, and I think if you're a black person and you see that there's validity to it, can we get to you can easily I'm not done with I'll, the I'll, sentence. I'll handle the, I'll
0: handle the AIDS thing. I once think if done. you're
1: a black person and you see the the three strikes law, I think if you have grown up in this sort of society, and he may make it worse. He might inflame it even worse. He might make it more than what it is, but there is an issue about potentially institutional racist policies against like these people. Now. But you're what are you going to do if you've got if you've got three strikes you're laws making, that listen? I if lift, you've got three strikes laws that nail, excuses, for I'm these not people. making excuses. You have to stop with the All right, let's let's nonsense. look at it this way. Let's look at it this way. Let's do it this way. If you are of a particular subset. That typically engages in some sort of. I'm an individual. Of, if you, no, what I'm saying, if if you're in some subset, some I'm community an area, and you're I'm an not done yet. If you are at some sort of subset engages in some sort of enterprise, right? Let's say it's oh black market sales of cigarettes, and they impose on you a certain fine or penalty for dealing in these things. Heck knows, it could be fatty foods in the future. Who knows? Would you take it as being singled out and targeted? I don't know. I'm just saying that they could. That's all it's I'm sounding saying.
5: sounding Like a liberal. Well, you too have bad. To That's I, I'm, I'm trying to sound e- sensible, Lou. But Lou I don't even know what me... a
0: liberal is. I know that Rush Limbaugh made the term is very, very.
5: Who's a bleeding heart? Okay, wow. and he, he could listen. Get to the age question. Do you agree with his crazy? I'm going to hold you
0: over, Lou. You did it. You got held. But ba- stay with us, Lou. One 9231 It's free talk live and more with Lou. He's going to be our next co-host. 1-800-259-9231, you're listening to Free Talk Live, I'm Mark, I'm Gard, and it's a call about your shows, show. why do I keep on doing that, show about your calls, please call in about whatever you'd like to talk about, just like Lou has, uh, so we're talking to Lou about uh, the Right Reverend Wright, and his <laughs> exasperatorious <laughs> comments of uh, last week, or at least we heard about last week, yeah. Lou well, you there? <laughs>
5: Do you agree with the Reverend, the He's, righteous Reverend, that we created AIDS to kill black people? No. I'm asking you, God.
1: Lou, you are a- you answer, are absolutely right. I would never think that. That's crazy talk, man. But I love, the, talk, I love the I love the fact that you fly
0: right in. What we're trying to do is think- Lou, we what we are trying to do to is pick up apart- standards
5: as a white man. I don't think Sorry, that there man. are
0: any standards for white men saying that we uh, created AIDS. I, I you know, I think that there's plenty of white people out there that believe that the United States government created AIDS, and you know, I think that people consider that to be a little loony. That's all. That's see, what I'm saying. See, this and what about
5: a- when what do you say? Jesus is a black man. Well, that's I, did you agree it, with that also? No,
0: I think Jesus was a Sephardic Jew. Um, I mean that's what makes sense to me. Do I think no, that he Sephardic
5: Jew- Sephard- He was just a Jew?
0: Well, yeah. uh, I think, no, he was a Sephardic Whatever. Jew. Because no, no, Ash- Sephardic, Sephardic
5: means Spain, and um, the Jews didn't get to Spain until a thousand years later. That's not the later.
0: terminology that they use. Um, no, no, Sephardic means Spain in The Hebrew. Ashkenazi Jew. okay, it well, help Central me out with European. this then. Right, uh, the Ashkenazi Jews are whites and the Sephardic Jews are the, the no, rest no, no, of them, no, right? No, 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 Sephardic Jews are white also. Uh, then apparently I'm misinformed. Um, and I was misinformed by a Jew, uh, one of my best friends. Um, right,
5: listen, Garth, I just want to admit... That you hold black people to a different standard than you hold white look,
1: people. Look, how are you extrapolating all this from our what I hoped would be a processed analysis of what this guy is saying? You know, just the, the fact that you don't lunatic. come out. Listen, listen. listen you're just the fact, lunacy. No, just the fact that the guy. He's a lunatic. Just the fact that we're picking apart the guy's statements doesn't mean that we're not going to come to the conclusion that he's a lunatic on some things. (laughs) Do you get that? I I don't understand. Why is it that we can't say, hey, is what he said about this valid? Is what he said about this valid? Because
5: you're playing the same game that the liberals play. You're trying to listen to people. You mean (laughs)
1: actually – finding out what is truth and not truth. I thought Aristotle was interested in that. I didn't know know he was a member of the Democrat Party, Lou. I'm very
5: disappointed in certain libertarians when they try to bend over backwards and group people together as a class. Here's in what I'm individual. disappointed
1: in Lou. Here's what I'm disappointed in. Someone who Can does not use his critical faculties to actually listen to people when they are trying to go through a thematic process of studying what somebody says. Now, let's take for example how they would some people would say, "Well, look guard, if David Duke had said all sorts of things, wouldn't you come out and criticize him?" Yeah, I would. And guess what? I probably wouldn't start from the premise of, let's pick apart what this guy has to say and be fair to this guy and see if there's anything valid, because we know what David Duke is like. We're just discovering what this guy is like, so we're going through what he's saying, and we're going to come to the conclusion, amazingly, Lou, that some of the things he says are loony. like That's it. Age That's to being... say. <laughs> yeah, yeah I but you see, wouldn't he... let us actually get through the conversation, Lou. You were the one who was jumping to conclusions about us. A, Do you get I it? Heard...
5: I heard the opening, and it sounded like something you could hear on Air America. <laughs> well, you <laughs>
1: gotta just wait, man. Obviously, we're I, very cool
0: with you. I it's, think that they, you know believe no me. If I if I was on Air America, they'd kick my butt right <laughs> off, Lou. They do not want to hear about how the free market has all kinds of solutions for the marketplace. They want to hear so how all socialism. I do already, yeah, we're on the same Thanks. side, Lou. I think I think we're in agreement.
1: The in the guy's area. an
5: individual, and he's crazy, and that's all. Well, you know? I mean, he's crazy I think he's about got some, some stuff, some and he's cool not crazy about
1: other stuff and he's he he talks like a crazy man, you can Listen, pull some things out, but a sure. lot of it he deserves a ton of criticism.
5: Listen, as a good libertarian, we have to stay away from conspiracy theory. I'm telling you, oh absolutely what's the conspiracy we're starting theory to go down the same road that the extreme left is going down hey, what's
0: the what's the conspiracy theory, Lou
5: you were doing this whole thing with uh, Pearl Harbor. But I'm that's, not a, that's not a conspiracy the, the, the theory. We're
0: looking at history and and um, history which we we managed to extrapolate. I mean that's but not. Don't you? You're jumping to conclusions that are not there. Well, they. How do you know they're not there? It's 65 <laughs> year old information.
1: Have you Have you read FD, FDR's War or the New Dealers War? Have you read you read you read, you read John Toland's fact, my, books?
5: My college major was history.
1: Right. Okay. So the questions stand. You know, I don't think that having a a, a thoughtful conversation about, well, look, I've read this. Have you read this? Or what's the story yeah, on this? Exactly. One, what's your because opinion on I that? Religion, I don't think sir. that that's I don't think that that's conspiracy theory sure. mongering.
5: I've been hearing too much about 9-11 was an inside job. When did I mention I, 9-11? Why don't you ask you are associating. See, this is, is the thing.
1: Uh, oh. You're jumping to conclusions again. Because we are picking apart certain arguments about World War II, you're saying... You're, you're I think, and I don't want to be too accusatory, but you're, you're so ready to jump to conclusions that we're giving too much space or too much leeway to people... That you're saying that we're just like these other people. I'm trying no, to investigate All I'm it.
5: saying is we have to stay away from conspiracy theory until we fact we have to ground our arguments in fact.
0: I concur with you, some- Lou. Gardner, okay. was 9/11 an inside job, or was it perpetrated by uh, some, uh, you know, Arabs uh, that wanted to wage war on the United States? It was perpetrated by some radical Islamic
1: fundamentalists, and they didn't like us. But it's
0: not a joke. It's not a joke. No, I think it's you're not. Light of it. No, it's no. The, it's the truth. But what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I I think that those Arabs had some validity and in, in their See, complaints. That's what I mean,
5: that then you're getting into like left extreme. Yeah, it's almost like when you go so far into the libertarian mindset. You, go, you bend over backwards, you start to sound like no, a radical leftist. No, th-
0: I don't think that actually thinking about a situation and picking it apart is liberal. It, if, you, if you think that being a liberal means not uh, just no. adhering to the rhetoric of, of the right-hand you side... See, the extremes
5: at both political ends, the, the extreme libertarian, the extreme right, the extreme left, they tend to the conspiratorial mindset.
0: What's conspiratorial about believing that, um, that the, the, uh, the Arabs have some kind of validity to their complaints? But what does it have
5: to do with saying that 9-11 was an inside job? Nothing. That's the point Mark's I was following up make. my statement.
0: I mean, Art Gardner got to make his statement. There's, I'm making there's mine. There's too
5: many people that say, there's too many crazed libertarians that are saying that 9-11, they, they believe what there's 9-11 There's dem, Democrats
0: and Republicans that say the same thing. Right, it's it's and we're not, we're not them. We have to
1: stay away I
5: mean, from conspiracy theories. Lou, and, Lou, and, Lou,
1: let's look at it this way. We probably wouldn't have given you as much time and conversation as we've, we've tried to have with you. I want if Lou we as were, a co-host. We, I don't know yeah, about you. If we were these kinds of guys, you know? Alrighty, alright, man. Big show you. then. Thanks for the thanks for the call, buddy. Oh, wow, that, cool. <laughs> that was cool. Well, hey, you know, um, that, was, that was really good to get Lou, and hopefully he'll be on our side. I know, I know those
0: feelings well, sometimes. Lou's but, but my favorite kind well. of caller because he, uh, you know, he's, he's inflammatory. You know, he's, he's got a gruff, yeah, he got, gruff he got sound got a kind to his of voice, and, and he doesn't mind telling you, you're
1: nuts. But you know, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk it through a little bit there. Yeah. So there's a lot of times you get in these conversations that people don't, I don't know, maybe it's just my girlfriends.
0: All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, like you have girlfriends. Um, going time. to um, Reverend Ryan in New Hampshire. Hey Reverend Ryan.
6: Hi. Uh, I was hoping I could talk to Lou, but sorry oh, about uh, that. I, I really wanted to ask him if he'd ever heard the term fractally stupid.
0: What does fractally stupid mean?
6: <laughs> it's the kind of stupid where you say things that are just so dumb that no matter how much you zoom in on them and zoom in on them, they're still just as dumb. Every little part <laughs> of the
0: so is conversation
6: that, is, is just as dumb as the one as the whole.
0: Is that Reverend Wright is fractally stupid or Lou is fractally stupid? I don't understand.
6: Uh, both, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that, uh, uh, well, Ryan. Uh, yeah, and what do you think about, about the Reverend statements?
1: Because we, we haven't really gotten to address some of those other loony things. We did a little bit with Lou, and, and whether or not this uh, Obama in the race, you know, in the presidential race, it's, it's frustrating because I'm not a fan of government. So I look at it from a very distant point of view. On my show, I have to delve into it every day, and it sort of drives me up the wall. Uh, but when you look at a guy like Obama apologizing for this guy's statements uh he it's a blanket apology and he's going out blanket do you think that that's appropriate do you think what uh, do you even care i don't know i i you know for me i'm sort of distanced from it
6: he really shouldn't care i mean whenever ron paul was getting money from uh, some unsavory characters it was essentially essentially his answer was hey I'm gonna I'm gonna have support from people that I don't want, and yeah. there's really nothing I can do about that. But
1: but Ron Paul wasn't going to their churches and wasn't giving them money back and wasn't having them perform his weddings and things like that. So he obviously you know this. Oh, is I think connection. This,
0: this Reverend um, Wright thing has yeah. uh, put the uh, kibosh on uh, Obama's campaign. He's I'm in sorry a to lot say, of trouble. I, yeah. I I just don't I, I think that it was really close between he, he and Clinton, yeah. and now with this that uh you know the, there's gonna be some white people there's gonna be some white flight from uh, Obama's campaign from these. Statements.
1: Yeah, and the only people she can try to manipulate now uh, that'll that'll really save her are those super delegates. So they're going to be talking. You might about, as
0: well get used to saying, "Madam President."
1: Yeah, and 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 by the way, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the World War II thing, do you think that it's inappropriate to bring up some of these questions? Do you think it's conspiratorial to say, "Well, you know, if you read John Toland's book, or if you read The New Dealers' War, or if you read uh, you know this book or that book, there's some interesting points that are brought up." If, re- if you read Reassessing the Presidency. Uh, well, which is a Von Mises That's the book.
6: difference is you're talking about books written by historians and, and scholars right. as opposed to him thinking you're reading, reading books about you know, lizardmen from outer space.
0: Okay. It's I feel different. fine. Thank you. Well, we'll be back in a few minutes. 1-800-259-9231. 9231 we got uh, Barbara and Lee on the line. We want to talk about lizardmen, right? I, I don't know what they're All right, talking right. about. 800-259-9231. Free talk live. Live. It's the live Saturday uh, edition of the show, and my name is Mark, and I'm guard. And normally, I'd say it's your show, and you can call in about whatever you want. But it's really my show because Ian is away playing at the, uh, <laughs> oh, the what is it, the talk radio seminar or something like that. So I'm sitting in the big boy chair tonight. But you can still call in about whatever you want to talk about. And as a matter of fact, since it is a uh, show about your calls, we have a whole bunch of calls to get to. Let's go to Barbara. Barbara in Florida. Hey, Florida, nice.
7: Hi, good evening. Uh, before I go into my topic, I just want to say I thank God for Lou. I, I support him 100% plus. Excellent. And as, as a li- lily white gal, blonde and blue, who has a half-sister who's American, Indian, and brown, uh, she didn't even have two years of high school, and she worked for a Major airline, shall we say, I can't name the name, but it starts with a U.
3: Okay. And
7: she started out cleaning the airplanes, and in a few years they kept promoting her and promoting her, and she ended up in the top department that she was the very first woman ordering all the plane parts and going all over the world. It's the Good American
0: dream. Hard work, and you'll get what yeah, you no, want in this no. country.
7: Promotion because her skin was brown. Oh. Eye white was held back. You know, it's reverse discrimination. Yeah, absolutely. Quotas are terrible.
0: Well, Hold on a
1: second. Let's ask you a question about this. If the company had just done it itself and there weren't any government pressures, let's say we can hypothetically remove the government pressures on this, would you have a problem with a private uh, company making a decision saying, you know, we're going to pick this person over this person, even though this one is maybe a little more qualified, we're going to pick the other one because we like this. It would be to their own detriment or benefit, right? Yeah, I wouldn't like it. I mean, I, I well, I'm not going to tell that, them how to run honestly, their business.
7: I have no problem with that, mm-hmm. providing when you look at the overhaul picture and you see the so-called the minority having uh, almost fifty percent of the jobs. I don't call
1: that fair play. You mean, now, you mean by, statute, then, by statute or by the decision of private individuals choosing how they want to spend their money?
7: No, that's not fair play. The majority of the populace is still...
1: No no no, 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 no. I'm not asking you... Not The outcome can be one thing. The process is what we're talking about here. If a private business person decides I'm going to make a discriminating decision in favor of tall people or in favor of brown people or in favor of white people um we can have a personal uh, personal position on that i think that that's bad that's good and i would choose either to frequent that person's business or to not frequent that person's business but do we get the government involved with policy that's the question
7: no more no affirmative action is racism and 40 years is pushing 40 years is much too much too long right I now agree. now let's it. look
1: at the outcome yeah. if it turned out that if you didn't have government policies and you had minority people rising to the top, and you thought, well, you know, maybe that person doesn't deserve it or, or anything like that, would you have a problem with it as badly if it were just done privately?
7: I'd have to think about that for
1: All right, a while. See, yeah. and Can uh,
7: I go on to the other thing, what yes, I ma'am. called in? You were saying you were supporting, you could see the, uh, where the uh, Muslims had a, Valid uh, reason for right. their barbarian.
0: I do. I do think that uh, the the Islamo fascists, as they are um, labeled, I
7: call them Islamic Nazis.
0: Okay, the That's Islamic right. Nazis. Um, I, I think that they have a um, valid complaint uh, about U.S. policy.
7: Well, of course, I don't. I, they're just using that as an excuse for their their war tactics. Uh, wait, because whether after, they're, whether yeah, they're using it after 11 an... I opened up the books on Islam. And and in the, got into the Quran. In the Quran, there's at least 120 passages, Sarah number this and surah number that that get that distinctly gives violent, uh, barbaric, um, killing orders. Well, you know, is, Islam may
0: very well be a um, you know they 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 there may be some sects of Islam that uh, you know extol white No, uh, not may
7: be. Your... They are. Okay, you so you it say there yourself. is. Um, One of the books is Answering Islam but don't you by think... Geisler. And but anyway, I'm saying it is not maybe Islam. Okay, belief. but
0: don't you think that we drive um, the average is uh, the average uh, uh, Arab into the arms of these people right. by by wow. going into their lands uh, as a oh, as an armed force? They I mean,
7: haven't come into our land.
0: Ah, what now was the here's
7: crusade's all about. The first crusade started because the Christians who were making pilgrims to the Holy Land were being slaughtered by the Muslims.
1: Do you That's consider the yourself
7: for the first crusade?
1: Which which now takes. I, which takes precedence, um, your belief that Trump the United and States justice
7: takes precedence should the United Use... States and government may I just finish? Uh, Islam sure. believes their mentality they divide the the whole world in two mentalities: those who belong to Islam, the House of Islam, and those who are not in the House of Islam, they belong in the house of war.
1: okay now, now let me let me pose a couple the, questions it is to you the
7: responsibility of the Muslim uh-huh. the, in the House of Islam. To either convert or kill, or
1: be killed, right? Yes, or be killed, right? Now, That's let me pose. For all I know, I know. Pose... you
7: two may be converts to Islam, and you're just putting on a front. Well, maybe you're working for them in this method. Maybe I'm a sun
1: worshiping pagan. Maybe, ma'am. maybe we are. Um, uh, but let me pose a maybe. couple. Qu- maybe pose a couple questions for you, sir, for some good rational uh, discussion. Okay. First off, uh, it is acknowledged that Muhammad spread his religion true military conquest. That's one of the great distinctions between Muhammad and Christ. We know that, Absolutely. and we know that there are sections of the Quran that are very violent, that talk about getting rid of the infidels, wiping them out. Uh, there are also very violent portions of of the Bible. We won't go into any sort of equivalency in any way. I'm just mentioning it as a, as a historical fact. But... The question that Mark brought up, I think, is extremely important. And then I want to go into your point about the Crusades, because uh, we'll get to the Crusades last, if we can. United States policy. What were the four major points that Osama bin Laden used to recruit people to kill 3,000 Americans? The only points he brought up. Did they have to do with the cultural or religious differences between Islam and the infidels?
7: well we're not infidels they're the infidels. what
1: they right. look at what they look at as the course, infidels Listen, Barbara I know I just, you hate Islam uh, yeah. the, the, the
7: oh, honey, I know you I love hate them. Muslims but I hate Islam. Whatever. A, It's an evil evil
0: if we evil, perpetuate system. this war it's only going to continue do you understand that the fact is Osama bin Laden no, would are... like uh, no before you go on barbara i 've got a statement to make here Osama bin Laden is part of the ruling house of Fahd um, in 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 uh, Saudi Arabia he would like very much to be the sheikh that controls everything. And um, we currently support uh, King Hassan, the son of King Fahd over there. That's the United States government supporting a king. We fought a revolutionary war against a king 200 years ago, and now we're supporting a despot. We are caught in their internal civil war, Barbara. We are being used we like pawns. There, didn't we? What? Didn't we put that king in there? I don't care what we did. We shouldn't be involved in these other nations' stuff. Thomas Jefferson said, "Peace and commerce with all nations, and entangling alliances with none." Barbara, do you, Ass- yes. do you think that do you think that Thomas Jefferson support would have supported the Osama rules bin Laden? Are changed? Okay. We don't live the in that rules do world not anymore. change, They're madam. Not my freedom. You cannot compromise my freedom, madam. And Barbara oh, you don't
7: get to they' are not playing by our rules Barbara, there's no hour Barbara
0: oh, Barbara there is no we're hour. Fighting for survival. I am not on your side madam Barbara let well, me I'm ask sorry, you let me ask sir, you this question but, Barbara uh,
7: I'm going to do what has to be done a for question survival a, second, right. a
0: second you'll throw a bunch of young men's lives after this and no, my tax dollars to, no for your I Bible
7: support the war I support
1: this war okay and uh, do you support it for the Bible or do you support it so that the United States will be left alone?
7: No, I support it because when you read Islam, they're never going to stop.
1: Okay, let me ask this. Here's, here's here's one, here's you. Here's one. Here's the second question. Here's the second question. All over the world, Barbara, Barbara, their thing? Barbara, do you think that 9/11 would have happened if the United States were not involved in the Middle East in the way it has been over the past uh, 40 years? simple it would question have
7: happened anyway whether we were there or not Do okay you now now that I'll follow Israel up has a right to exist? Barbara
1: Barbara now Ask I'm gonna I'll a answer Muslim, your question does Barbara have Barbara a right to Barbara exist? I will answer your question in a minute Well, actually, I'll answer right now. Israel certainly has a right to exist, but the United States does not have to be there with our money and our military to back it up. And by the way, Barbara, Barbara, 9-11 would not have happened because the only planks Osama bin Laden used to recruit the people... Barbara, look it
0: up. There were four major planks. I'll go into it in the next segment, and you'll find out. Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. Thank you, Barbara. 1-800-259-9231. It has been a wild and crazy night here on Free Talk Live. My name is Mark. And I'm Gar. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's really what Free Talk Live is all about. Free Talk Live is a fast-paced, hopefully intelligent and studied program, and we are iconoclastic. I try to look at all my beliefs individually and not just, uh you know, the things that I'm told by my betters, by the, uh you know, the Republican talking heads out there or whatever. I want to look at each situation individually and figure it out for myself. Right on, man. And, uh, that's how I've come to the conclusion that, in fact, if the United States wasn't involved in its uh, you know, adventurous foreign policy that we, over in the Middle East and all over the world, we have 130-plus military bases – excuse me, we have 700 military bases in 130-something countries. Yeah. That, to me, says we are occupying the world. We have no right as a constitutional republic to take over the world. And they You couple, can't bring freedom and liberty to anybody else. They have to want it for themselves. We call, fought our own revolution.
1: Mark, that call from Barbara really brought out some distinct differences in the way that we look at things and the way that we argue about what's going on with American foreign policy. Uh, the idea that someone can actually say, hey, wait a minute, maybe we should look at what American policy is inspiring people to do and inspiring people to recruit other people to do, Maybe that should be studied. That's seen as anti-American. Well, I have a couple points to make. First, to Barbara, the four points that Osama bin Laden used to recruit those people for 9/11, the very points that he used, and you can get their communications from Berlin when they were hanging out in Germany and they were mixing bombs and learning how to th- do all sorts of things and to get into America and making up their their information, getting their money. Uh, it all had to do with we are allied with the Zionist Jews. Right. They, okay. That was their Israeli, point. Which... And we support I, I, the Middle
0: East countries just as much as we support Israel's, Israel. Yeah. It's a crappy point, yep. but the fact is they, they we, use give for, we give money to Israel and the Muslims don't like we it. We shouldn't give money to any of them, but if, if Israel is go. meant to stay and survive in the Middle East, then they should be able to stand on their own. I absolutely think they can. Yes. I believe the United States puts a collar on the pit bull that is Israel, yep. and that Israel Israel would take care of itself just fine and dandy. I think they we should be able to buy stuff states. from the United States. I think that um, our you know our companies should be able to sell them weapons but We, and we that shouldn't kind of be thing. giving them the money from our taxpayers no, absolutely to buy not. the weapons we that have, our taxpayers make. Right. We have uh, Muslims in this country that don't support Israel. We should not tax those Muslims, right. give their tax money right. to Israel. Right. Wrong.
1: Now, if that sounds like a leftist position, Sorry. Okay. This is the second point. He also said that we have bases on sacred Saudi soil.
0: Guess what? We, we have do. bases on you know we have bases on Saudi soil. As far as I'm concerned, sacred's uh, you know just a bunch exactly. of It's but a bunch that, of crap that they use to control people's minds. And that's unfortunately the
1: way that he got these guys involved. There's there's point number two. Point number three. We had a blockade on Iraq. We did. And point number four, which was starving poor Iraqi children, said Osama bin Laden.
0: You're right. It wasn't a starving uh, Saddam Hussein. You can believe that. He was still living in his palaces of gold. It was the poor Iraqi people that we were starving with those darn blockades. And I I feel like those are acts of war.
1: Uh, Absolutely right. And then you've got we were bombing Iraq. Those were the four points that he brought up over and over and over. And those were not for public dissemination. Those were to recruit guys into his secret cl- cabal. It, you mean it wasn't Coca-Cola and, Cola
0: and it wasn't Britney Spears? It, for it some reason, the Bible? It wasn't
1: Swank and Wee Magazine either. You know? And this God. is the thing that we need to bring up. Now, just the final point is, if we are un-American for criticizing American policy and saying that maybe we should get out, maybe you ought to check out Ronald Reagan's statement when he put together his speeches called Speaking My Mind, Ronald Reagan, and he put in, in the speech, in his notes, when he put the book together, the speech that he gave to the American people after he pulled the troops out of Lebanon because of the bombing, he wrote down in the introduction, he said, putting those boys in that hellhole was the biggest
0: mistake of my presidency. There you go. Ronald Reagan wouldn't have attacked, uh, you know, wouldn't have uh, attacked Iraq. That's all there is to he it. He must be anti-American. He learned yeah. his lesson. He's Get a bad out. conservative. Get out. Okay. <laughs> Lee. Uh, we got Lee on the line here. Lee?
8: Hey, how you guys doing?
1: Excellent, sir. Great, man. Uh,
8: this is my first time calling and listening to you guys. So It's very interesting. Uh, Shocking, commentary. isn't it? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, I just want to make a couple comments in yes, reference sir. to um, the Reverend Wright, and I guess maybe elaborate a little bit on guess what you guys were talking about just a moment ago in reference to um, – our involvement in the Middle East. Feel free. And um, how it puts us in compromising positions that others feel they need to defend themselves, and they only defend themselves the only way they know how is with their bodies. sometimes, unfortunately. Mm. But um, in reference to Reverend Wright, um, I'm a person of color. Okay. And some of the things that he's mentioned um, do not surprise me because I understand the point of view he's looking at the world from.
0: Right. Well, what's that and, mean? Say it again? What's that mean, that point of view?
8: Well, unless you're a minority in this country, there are things that you really don't see and you don't understand, unfortunately. It's just the way it is right now, and and that will change with time. I figure another 25 to 30 years, that will have passed in this this country
3: Mm -hmm, because
8: mm -hmm. there has been so much, um, I'm not going to say mixing of the races, but mixing of cultures, really. You have everybody um, involved with everyone's other, all the children, everyone's children involved with everyone else's culture, and they see themselves as individuals, they see themselves as Americans, not black Americans, white Americans, Hispanic Americans, they see themselves as Americans. Yep and we'll finally get to that point I after another 25 or
0: 30 years. I agree with you, and let me make a a comment on this from from my personal life. You know, I think that there are some black Americans out there with a lot of sort of leftover hate. Now, I'm not saying that it's it's not difficult to be a minority in the United States. I think there is, but I think it was a lot more difficult 30 years ago. Hmm. And I think some black Americans out there have some leftover hate that they kind of shine on white people in general. Um, I spent nine years in prison, and I remember one night – a friend of mine, a black guy, Jackie Forbes, was having a, a heated, loud conversation outside of my room um late at night and he, uh, with another black guy who was decrying, you know, why bl- white people are bad. And, um you know, then Jackie Forbes said, well, what about those two white boys in that room right there? And he indicated my room um and my roommate, you know, uh you know, are they bad or whatever basically was the question. And he, he said, said no. And, and and the guy said, well, no, but I'll bet you his parents wouldn't invite me to Thanksgiving dinner. And so what he was indicating was it's the older generation that, um, in fact, was the bad ones and that the young, you know, I hung out with this guy that, that was, uh, you know, upset with white people in general at the time. So he, you know, it, I think it will go away with time. Yeah. He, um, people
8: be people are very general. They're not saying that you're necessarily bad, but they're talking about policies, actions, yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
8: things that indirectly. Um, affect them indirectly that you may not be aware of. I know when I'm up north, sometimes in New York, I live in Florida. It is hard for me to get a cab in certain times. Mm. You know, yeah. That's just a fact. That's just a fact of life. Yeah, it is. You know, and the person, you know, a young white lady or something like that, a white male will get a cab without a problem. That's it is what it is, and no one can tell me that that it doesn't exist.
0: So, do you support or what do you think about Reverend Wright's uh, comments?
8: Some of the things that he said are correct. Um, 9/11 happened because our involvement in the Middle East and mm-hmm. our too indirect our involvement in other countries' governments all around the world.
3: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah.
8: We're involved way too many places, and you know what? We don't hear about as Americans, or so we really don't care. Right. And you know what? People get people die all over the world. Unfortunately, it happened to us, but it happens, yeah. and we have to grow up and deal with it and place these things may happen again.
0: Yeah, I think that the best way to that. keep it from happening again is to get out of those people's country.
8: Well, you have to understand that our actions have consequences with them. And once you understand that...
0: You Thanks can... for the call, Lee. i got got to let you go. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. It's our live Saturday edition, and my name's Mark in On Guard. And, and uh, it's a show about your calls. So call in and talk about anything you want to talk about. 1 800 259 9231. And speaking of the show, there are archives from the last year on the website. You can go to f- uh, freetalklive.com and check them out. There's the last year's worth. So enjoy them. They're all completely free, unlike all the rest of those talk shows out there. It's awesome freetalklive.com let's go to the phones and uh take ed
9: hey how you doing excellent hey ed, what's sir. How happening you? man hey listen guys uh, i know you're not trying to do this but you, you almost had me crash my car and uh make the top of my head shoot off uh, i am 43 years old you should get some duct make... tape <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i need some um, i'm 43 years old i'm a gulf war vet um my entire life I've been uh, watching on television while these Islamic lunatics have been killing people. I watched them kill uh, an Olympic team uh, from Israel Israel? back in the day. Uh I watched them uh, take a crippled guy in a wheelchair, cut his throat, and throw him off a boat. I watched them uh, uh, brutalize uh, people on airplanes. I've seen them uh, blow up marine barracks in Beirut. Uh, and when you talk about that, you've got to remember that that was Islamists trying to kill all of the Christians in Beirut, and we were going over there trying to get in between everybody and get them to break it up.
3: Which uh, has because
0: that's
9: it... what America does. We are the peacemakers on this planet. Is that in our constitution,
0: Ed? Excuse me. Is that in our constitution? you got to understand
9: something is that in our constitution no did, so did the fathers distinctly write this down no.
3: no but
9: america if if america's not if you don't want to live in a country that stands up for people that that uh we we are the people that if you get hit with a natural disaster, we come to your aid. If you get hit with uh, diseases, we come to your aid. If you get invaded by another country, like when Saddam invaded Kuwait, let's forget about how he got there, but he did, and he was brutalizing and raping that country, and we went there and kicked them out and gave those Kuwaitis back their countries, all right? We are the guys that are always on the side of right. Now, we may screw up now and again, but most of the time, we're right. It's not Russia that comes to the people's aid. It's not Iran. It's not Hugo Chavez. It's not any of these other people. We gave France back their country from the Nazis. We we stopped the slaughter of the Jews in Germany. Should we have not gotten involved in World War II? I don't understand.
0: No, it's all very noble I, I would sounding. Say, I would say that we uh, we shouldn't have gotten involved in World War II. I, and constitutionally, there are many right. questions for the, the everything is, is, you just to have, if we're going to have a government, and that government's going to have rules, that rule um, we should follow those rules. Because I simply don't agree with the war in, in rules. Iraq. Rules. Rules. So let me ask you a question. When people come over here, okay? Oh, but see, I see just simply. real quick, Ed. Real quick. Before, I'll let you ask your question. Sure. But um, we did uh, help people with the tsunami, and we did it through private enterprise. I gave money to help people with the tsunami, and I didn't give it to the government. OK, because the government gives money and it gives it to another government and that government does whatever the hell it wants to. The rich fat cats take the money and they build palaces like Saddam did. We so, help people, individuals and, helping individuals is and, the way that that should work. And I just Hold like on, to he, make you yeah, to another.
1: Yeah, yeah, you had a point. I'd like to ask afterwards uh, a couple questions. Go ahead with your point. Ed.
9: Yeah, I got a couple questions for you. L- let me ask you a question. Um, when, when people are when people when you've got a, when we're sitting at home, the way I see it is very simple. We're all on this planet. Now, we can either all live together, and what is in our Constitution is that, we would, that we'll have commerce with these other countries and ties with none, right? Well, if we're all going to live together as neighbors, we've all got to respect each other and not fly airplanes into people's buildings and blow up entire sections of cities, okay? Now, okay? It- and when people do that to us... We have the right to respond and, and go over there. This war, hold on, guys. Okay. They're, they're, you remember the, the caliphate that these Islamists used to have? That's what they're trying to get back to. That's why they're, they're trying to, they recently uh, thwarted a terrorist attack in China by al-Qaeda. Now, what did China do to them? They were, they're in uh, the Philippines. They're all across mm-hmm. the globe. They can't get along with Christians, with Catholics, with Hindus. They can't get along with Muslims that are blacker than they are. They can't get along with anybody. So either we're going to stand up, and we're going to reach out our hands to people and say, come with us, and we'll all fight and be free and live together like neighbors and love one another, or we can kill each other and have a bloodbath. America two, does that very
0: well. Two questions and I think for we you, Ed. Do it. Two that's questions that's what Ed. it seems like over here, Ed, but that's not what it seems like to them over there. What Who it seems like, to, it them? Seems wait, like wait. to them... Wait, wait, wait. What it seems yeah, like to them like over there... Ed, us. Ed, Ed, what it seems like to them over there is the same thing as if china came over here and told us how to run our country it's none of our damn business and
1: i got two questions for you first of all when you enter the u.s military what do you swear an oath to do Defend what?
9: To defend the the Constitution against all threats, both foreign and domestic. that's exactly
10: what I did.
1: Okay, if you are engaged in unconstitutional activities...
10: Oh,
3: please.
1: Okay, then I I guess I'll just leave it it hanging. What were you defending? Uh, For example, if you go in and we have not declared war, is that constitutional or unconstitutional? There's an answer.
9: Guys, are we,
1: are, are uh, we uh, okay, lawyers? we'll move we on we'll move on and we'll now move on to the next question. You put the cart before the horse when you talk about well, we're criticizing US policies when we're looking at the actions of the Islamists as possibly being a response to some of our US policies. They're murderers, they're murderers. I'm not done yet, Ed. And then you say and they killed 3,000 people, so of course we no, have to move to in. Not
9: the 3,000.
1: Ed, here's some okay. questions for you. Our presence in Beirut, what did that have to do with U.S. defense and the U.S. Constitution? There's an answer.
11: You know... the.
1: You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? The answer is
9: very simple. Listen, you can go back in recent history, and you can always point back the things that you believe we were wrong. But the basic... The basic question that everybody's got to ask themselves, you included, is are we the guys who want to go around chopping off people's heads for no reason. No, how about, how about another wanna...
1: question? How about another okay. question? How about the road if to someone, hell is paved with someone, good intentions? If someone wants to go in and defend some country that's being stomped on by their neighbor, whether it's Israel or the Palestinians or anybody, and you're going to tax my friend Jason or tax my mom, but they don't want to have that money taken from them, and it's not written in the Constitution that it should be done in the first place, Do they have a right to say, please don't take my money, do it voluntarily yourself and show that the American people are good people and trying to save lives? Or are we supposed to get the U.S. government involved in saving every life that is at risk? Or is it just a certain number of lives that have to be saved? Where do you draw the line? The Constitution is written for a reason, to draw that line. And unless we declare war, you as a soldier are not supposed to be sent out and the only reason we declare war is for the defense of the nation period punctuation mark and i appreciate Listen, your service
9: everything, everything you said everything you just now said is 100 percent factually correct
1: yes and we're we stop going there. to live,
9: excuse me let you him, can let stop go. there no i don't want to stop there hold on a second if 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 you want to say and you want to disagree with these policies, that's fine. That's why we all can debate and that's why I thank you for having a show like this where you let a guy like me come on and I completely disagree with you, but we can all debate all we want and that's why we have elections in this country. Yeah. But but when the moral when the moral fiber of our country is tested and we see people suffering around the globe, we try and reach out uh, let me just end by this, and then I'll get off your phone line. John F. Kennedy said, "We will defend freedom and democracy uh, at any at any price and pay any cost." Okay, I mean that was a Democrat. That was uh, what thirty years ago. He'd I have been a Republican that... today.
0: Today, Excuse today, John me? F. Kennedy would probably have been a Republican.
9: Well. I agree with you. He couldn't be with these lunatics. And Ronald Reagan was wrong. And I love Ronald Reagan, but Ronald Reagan was wrong. If his response would have been stronger when our Marine Corps barracks got blown up, uh, maybe we wouldn't be in the fiasco we're in right now. If, If he would have actually put the military behind it and went after those people. There's a bunch of different times in our history where if we would have put our foot down and said nonsense like this cannot go on, it cannot continue, we will not allow people to kill people in this fashion and terrorize people, then maybe we wouldn't be where we are now, but we are where we are now, the fight will continue, and it's going to keep going, guys, they're not giving up anytime soon, and hopefully America will stay in the
0: fight. Free Talk Live. Talk Live, it's the Live Saturday Show, and you can give us a call and talk about anything you want to talk about at 1-800-259-9231. I'm Mark. And I'm Garth. And uh,
1: i got something to tell you. Are you looking for an intellectual challenge this summer? Join students from around the world at a free summer seminar sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies. You can hear lectures from top faculty and discuss the ideas of liberty and their current applications. And believe me, folks, I speak from experience. The Institute for Humane Studies, the IHS. You can get more information at libertarianseminars.com. That's libertarianseminars.com. The IHS is one of the best places to learn about liberty. I've been to two of their seminars. They are tops.
0: Thank you very much, Gardner. You got it. Uh, you know, as a matter, of, we just had on the line uh, Ed, and he was a Gulf War vet, and you know he's supported a lot of the uh, foreign adventure uh, adventurism. He he admitted that it was extra constitutional, and uh, you know we had a good uh, repartee with him. But uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, have a, another vet on the line. Mm-hmm. James, are you there? Yes, sir. Hi, James. Where are you right, calling I from? I
12: just wanted to uh, kind of counteract that guy because anybody who's listening and you know is. Uh, the typical listener who's any bit liberty-leaning is going to hear that veteran and think all veterans are a warmonger like him. Um, if America, uh, and really if America's government, went around doing all that crazy crap that he said we should have done, then we would end up you know, being like Nazi Germany. You know, For some reason, he thinks that the American government can go around and just you know, completely wipe out everybody who looks at us sideways and not come off as the bad guys. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. How do, you, how do you bring peace through ultimate violence? I mean, it's, it's just madness.
0: Right. It, it seems I, – I agree with you. It seems like the American government does a pretty good job of, uh, you know, putting up the PRs. The, you know, we're, we're doing this for truth, justice, and the American way. And right. it also, we do, do a good job of vilifying the uh, the bad guys. I remember the some war posters from uh, World War II times. You saw the Japanese guys with big teeth and slanty little eyes, and they called them barbarians and all that stuff. Well, it's funny. How many barbarians are there in the world? Uh, right. are, are we the only civilized nation? And, <laughs> well, you
1: know, this thing about fighting for democracy and freedom. We got a great uh, instant message a little bit earlier from our friend Jason Osborne at Seiko CAI. And, you know, he he must have been extracting brain cells from me and, and uh, you know, recreating them uh, himself, making them even stronger, because I was leaning in that direction. I was just going to say, you know, this defending freedom and democracy stuff uh, that Kennedy says, uh, since when was the Constitution there to defend democracy? What does that have to do with anything? Democracy and freedom are not necessarily... Coexistent. In fact, the founding fathers deplored the term democracy. They tried to keep us away from uh, direct democracy as
0: much as possible. Yeah, democracy but, is really uh, it's communist stuff. That's why they have the People's Democratic Republic of China. You know, d- uh, the the communists like democracy. Democracy yeah. stinks. It's tyranny of the majority. Fifty one percent of the people um, go to the polls and vote for something right. that doesn't make it right.
1: And as a soldier, let me let me ask you. I don't know if you even think about this, too, Mark. But you know, we, we talked a little bit off the air about you know where do we draw the line. And going in to save X number of lives, is it X to the third? Uh, you know, third exponent. Is it is
0: it uh, X squared? Uh, how many are the there has numbers? To be, there has to be something like oil that the United States government and, and uh, their their friends in the oil industry can benefit from. Well, I, and, and how, I'm, I'm glad to
1: hear from a soldier too. It's it's nice to hear another soldier's perspective.
12: Oh, problem. Well, but uh, you know, how many lives does it take? You know, to extinguish in order to save lives. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay. We're going to go and save lives by throwing people into the meat grinder of war and losing a bunch of lives and hoping that it goes the way we want it. I mean, it, it just doesn't correlate. And, um, uh, what was I going to say? I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> you know, I mean, I was at a peace rally today for the Iraq war, which has been going on for five years. And, and, um, you know, people think that, uh, bureaucracies like the government are going to be able to just go around and, and save everybody else in the planet. And and what if, you know, why should we be everybody else's policemen? Why can't they, have, you know, have their own police? And if you if Ed really wants to be uh, defending the world and everything, then, you know, he, why did he leave the military? Why isn't he uh, part of uh, the French Foreign Legion, or why doesn't he join those uh, civilian guys that are in Iraq? I can't think of their name at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, there's a great... What's that, Mark? Yeah,
12: Blackwater, those guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are mercenary groups out there that he could join is if it... he wants to defend the planet so badly from the evil people that he
3: sees as being out there.
1: You know, to put a, a funny uh, smile on it, uh, you know, this is a pretty serious subject, but there's a great line from the great punk band, the New Bomb Turks, on their album, Information Highway Revisited, and it's called uh, Grandpa Atomic, and at the end of the song they say, if we're going to be the police of the world, I want my donuts free, yeah. <laughs> You
0: know, I mean, Excellent. thanks, James. No thanks
13: problem,
0: lot, man. Bye. Free Talk Live, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 taking Scott. Scott, you Hello? there, man. Hey, Scott.
13: Yes, I am. How you doing? Sorry right. for the wait. Oh, that's no problem. You know, There's just been so many callers that my mind's been going back and forth which one to respond to. But I guess it would be Barbara and Ed and Lou, and they think that um, this country has an obligation to go over to other nations, invade them, uh, institute new governments. Uh, I, I suggest that they give all their money, all their time, all their effort, you know, just keep enough so they can exist here in the United States, give everything to the war effort, because they're expecting in the future other guys, young men, young women, to risk their lives, many of them are going to give their lives or lose their lives in order to defend what they want. Well, you think Barbara's going to give up her house or her car?
0: Well, I know, that, I know that I know that for this war that they're mortgaging my son Jack's future. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, we've got this huge debt that's just growing larger and larger in this country. And what are we, you know, it's, it's all about these wars. It's like we can afford to be the uh, police of the world. We can't. How old is your son, Jack? He's not yet born. I really wish he'd get get here because he's about two weeks late at this point. We're waiting on this little guy. All
13: right, well, well, but the point of the matter is I have a a son who's 16. In two years, if uh, McCain gets in and he wants to go into Iran, he might want to go down to Venezuela, he might want to go into Korea, they're going to have to have a draft. And he's expecting my son to go to war to fight in uh, foreign countries, for what reason, I don't know. Because, let's face it, Bush lied about the whole thing with going after Saddam Hussein. It was the Saudi Arabians that were on those planes. It wasn't the uh, Iran- uh, the Iraqis that were on those planes. It was Saudi Arabians. Yeah. So we go to Iraq instead of Saudi Arabia. We take Saddam out, which afterward President Bush admitted that had nothing to do with the 9-11 attacks. We take him out because he had weapons of mass destruction, which we found out later he didn't. But we're going to trust President Bush, who today says we're not in a recession, when gas is twice the price as it was before we went into 9-11. I'm sorry, before we went into Iraq. Wheat has gone up four times in the past month. Milk has doubled. People can't afford their homes. They're losing them left and right. Mm -hmm. But according to President Bush we are not in a recession
0: right and, and we have to people keep those, believe this man right and we have to keep those troops over there and keep dumping billions of dollars into this yes. when in fact we could just give the american people back their money you know these mm-hmm. uh th- the taxes that they pay they'd be able to pay for these uh, uh mortgages that they're losing their houses over but the politicians never ever talk about that they never talk about this tremendous amount of money that the the governments on the, both the uh, local state and federal level um take from the citizens oh yeah but,
13: but But Ed Ed and Barbara and Lou, they're going to keep their lifestyle as it is, and they want to risk other people's money and other people's children in a war that they think is right when they have no clue about what's really going on. Did did Barbara ever look up the idea that uh, there was a conspiracy? Because Lou says there's no such thing as conspiracies. Uh, There was a conspiracy to bomb the USS Liberty, I mean, maybe maybe he doesn't even know what the USS Liberty is. I dare him to look it up.
0: I think I've heard about um, it. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah, know. The USS Liberty that.
13: was attacked by the Israelis in 1967. Oh, yeah. that's right. And it's all declassified now, and they came out and admitted that the, that they attacked our ship. Wow. But but that was no conspiracy. There's no conspiracy there. It's not a conspiracy that President Bush and his whole administration are lying about... Uh, That we're not in a recession.
1: Oh, and you know, conspired. uh, And you know, on the economic, on the economic side, I love how Bush came out yesterday and said, uh, "We got to make sure that we don't overcompensate. That we don't go too far. You know, no government bailouts." Anybody hear of Bear Stearns? Uh, Anybody hear about the government going too far already? The stinking Federal Reserve bringing us to this point where the economy's on the. The Republicans always
0: talk bad about welfare, and then they give Bear Stearns a bailout. (laughs) I mean, it's it's corporate welfare. They gave Bear
13: Stearns. Billions of dollars. Last winter, last Christmas, they were given hundreds of millions of dollars in bonuses from Bear Stern. Wow. Now the American taxpayers have to bail them out. But there's no conspiracy there. You know, I you know, I hear people say, Well, I don't want to talk about conspiracies.
9: All these things are conspired.
0: Thanks a lot, Scott. One eight hundred two five nine ninety-two thirty-one. Yes, this is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. You're listening to Mark. And And it's a show about your calls. So let's just, Gardner, let's just go straight to the calls. I'm with you, Kimo Sabe. <laughs> John in New Hampshire. John?
1: Hey, Johnny, you there? Hey. Johnny, baby.
10: Hi, guys.
1: Hit us, baby. Hey, You're on.
10: Hey, I'm just calling. Hey, God, I haven't talked to you for uh, hey. a long, long time. Good to talk to you, John. Uh, I, gave, I gave these guys a... Uh, uh uh last night a call about the uh anti pledge nonsense that was going on in New Hampshire. Oh yeah, against and, the broad uh, based tax this going on tonight on that show. I thought, well how about a little good news? Uh in town meeting today mm-hmm. which lasted from uh about nine in the morning until after six o'clock at night.
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful all day affair the way they drag it out. It's fun.
10: Yeah, so every yeah, it's it's kind of an amazing meat grinder to watch. <laughs> But in the end, the final uh, question uh, was from one of these people that want to uh, try to water down the pledge. And geez, the, the wording sounded quite familiar, sounded a little Clinton-esque, that they wanted to not not reject the pledge, but have a conversation.
0: You're, you're talking about the taxpayers' pledge, not the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Yes, right.
10: yes, yes. Right. The, and the, the and anti, if... This is uh, a pretty uh, heavy New Hampshire uh, right.
0: There's a there's a lot of great things going on in New Hampshire for freedom and liberty and and thanks for the update, John. Appreciate the call. Yeah, uh,
10: if if God can give us any history on that, that'd be awesome. Uh,
1: you know what? Uh, I'm going to put it off just a little bit, John, because I know a lot of people are uh, eager to talk about uh, this Obama thing and a couple other things. But I, I I will if we've got some time, give some people some information about the pledge, which is a pledge against any broad based tax in New Hampshire. And yeah, it has been Nineteen fifty
10: two or something like that, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we 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 beat it just on a voice vote. Somebody said table it and table it forever.
0: Right. I agree with uh, I agree with that entirely. Thank you, John. You know, um, if you do want to get involved in the, uh, the the fight for freedom here in New Hampshire, you can go to FreeStateProject dot org and uh, sign up for uh, you know the Free State Project because a lot of people that are very interested in liberty and smaller government. We're trying which to is, keep up the state motto. Man. Yep, yep. Live free or die. They're 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 interested in smaller government. They're moving to New Hampshire to uh, at least make one state free. And uh, appreciate the update, John. Going to Joe in Florida, listening to WFTL, I believe. Joe. Hey, Joe, how you are doing? You going? How
1: you doing, man? Good, sir.
14: Um, thanks for taking the call. I spoke to you guys earlier about the uh, when you're talking about legalized drugs and the history behind uh, the fact that drugs were legal in this country for many years. Okay. One yes. of the things I wanted to bring up was when the criticism comes in reference to America overseas, the, one of the things that isn't being discussed is that we, in many occasions, or on many occasions, we've supported Muslims and defended them. In Croatia, uh-huh. we defended them against the, the Croatians.
1: The Soviets and in Afghanistan. We, we
14: send millions of dollars to the Palestinians and another thing that isn't being explained, and I'd like your callers or you guys to be able to explain to me, how is it that the, 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 the particular situation where Muslims are killing people in countries where there are no Americans and no American influence?
0: Well, how do we explain that? why are they doing that well you know it's it's a power struggle they you know those people want to be in in charge this is the problem with government government hangs out this carrot of you could have government on your side and you could you could get all the other people subjected to your will whether that uh, whether that situation is by making certain drugs illegal um, that's certainly some you know, moralist out there saying you shouldn't do these drugs, or whether that's uh, the situation of uh, you know welfare saying we should s- help the poor people because they're poor and they need help and stuff. You know, that's other people getting uh, you know in control of the government. And that's what government is. It's a, it's a carrot out there for the the power hungry, and that's what these Muslims are. They're power hungry. They want to rule other people. They want to tell them what to do, and you know that's that's the problem with uh, government in, in in its entirety.
14: Yeah, but in the guys in the defense of the Muslims, people say it's Americans meddling. Muslims are killing people in countries where there are no Americans meddling.
0: Sure, because those countries, for whatever reason, they feel that those those countries are meddling too. Do you understand? So they're coming over here and killing us where there's
14: no American or Jewish influence.
0: Yeah, there
1: are. How do
14: the Muslims justify killing and chopping off people's heads in countries where they don't? They're not Christian; they're just like living off the land.
1: There are there are a couple interesting uh, facets to this. Uh, starting in uh, was it 1939, uh, the the real radical Islamist stuff started to grow out of Egypt. And there, there's some a uh, couple good books that have talked about this. One of them, Tony Blankley, who describes himself as a libertarian, uh, used to work for Newt Gingrich and uh, now is very frustrated with Newt Gingrich. He wrote this book called uh, "The West's Last Chance," I think, or "The West Last Stand." And I don't agree with all of it in there, but he draws some very interesting historical points about how radical Islam has grown and uh, how uh, some of our foreign policy feeds into it. Uh, It used to be that jihad, uh, the the concept of jihad for radical Islamists, uh, was strictly based on the holy lands in the Middle East. Uh, Now they have expanded it to include those lands that they had gained during the Crusades, early on in the Crusades, on up into Spain, on up into Europe – and uh, so a lot of people are saying that this is not only radicalized Islam, but it's also expansionist Islam. And it's fascinating to see how they have uh, have approached that. I think, the and this is the way I look at it, I think either way we look at it, in order to defend the United States, further involvement in the Middle East, we have to be very cautious about that or avoid it altogether because we are allowing or prompting more people to go over to that radicalized side. I think we just have to tell people, look, if we are going to go with a nationalist structure, which unfortunately we're stuck with right now, the Constitution says we defend the United States, and that's what we do. If somebody attacks us, we'll just wipe them out. And that's the only thing that I can say, and, and we've got to be prepared to do some pretty radical stuff.
14: Well, being a libertarian myself and agreeing with you guys and, and with – I constantly – I do what you guys do. I bring up the Constitution. I mm-hmm. say, this is what the Constitution says – how does the Constitution justify us going and doing what we're doing? And my critics say, say we don't do any of that. Say we're completely out of it. How do you explain where we have no involvement whatsoever, Muslims are killing people there? How How do I argue back? I'm asking it's, you it's for easy. my argument for them to say... It's, What's the answer to it's that? It's not
0: just Muslims just hate the United States and they're doing everything they're doing because they hate the United States. The Muslims are doing what they're doing in those cases because they want to be in control of those governments and they want to terrorize those governments. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're not all getting their marching orders from... Uh, al qaeda al qaeda isn 't a centralized organization it 's a bunch of little groups that they 're talking about and you know i mean they're they're practicing for one <laughs> you know getting better and and they don 't like any of these governments that are run by uh, infidels i 'll totally agree with that i don 't have i, I don 't disagree that there are uh, you know groups of radical Muslims out there that that uh, don 't like these kind of uh, organizations but i 'll tell you that we'd be significantly better off if we weren 't driving those people out of their countries um, with with our military, we would let them solve their own internal conflicts. I think that they would, uh, you know, they'd handle it amongst themselves.
1: Yeah, for example, I think if you look at places like the attacks on Spain, I'm concentrating on those, but also you look at the Philippines and uh, Indonesia and places like that, um, I think in most instances they are attacking because those countries have tied themselves to some sort of a policy. Or some sort of arrangements with the United States uh, military maneuvers, things like that. But there are other instances where they're uh, they're infiltrating, using them as launching pads for other terrorist activities. Most of those terrorist activities have to do with trying to strike the West for its involvement in the Middle East. Uh, for example, there was a downing of a plane in the 1990s uh, through for uh, due to a liquid bomb, and that was developed out in the Pacific, but the reason they wanted to bring it down was because there are a bunch of Westerners on the plane. So a, a lot of these things, I mean, we can't come to any certain firm conclusions uh, between what we're discussing. We'd have to get into it in a lot more detail, but I think most of it has to do with those foreign countries having involvement with either United States policy supporting it or helping out the United States in one way or another.
14: Okay, one last question. Uh, what do quick, you guys Joe. think would happen If America, and which I believe they should do, and kind of like what you guys are saying, pull out and become, and I um, am an isolationist. If we're doing good here, leave everybody else alone.
0: I'm no isolationist, but we'll talk about it when we get back, Joe. Thank you. 1 800 259 9231. Free Talk Live. It's your show. Give us a call. 1-800-259-9231. Talk about anything you want to talk about. we got a bunch of callers on, and we'll uh, get to them here shortly. But first, you've got to know that the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to discover the outdoor recreational act- activities here in New Hampshire that they have to offer and expand your network of liberty-loving activists, business partners, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You know, Porkfest really does have a lot to offer. Anybody who's interested in liberty and small government and personal freedoms it's you know there's uh, speeches and and uh, you know tables and stuff you like mean, that yeah. but yeah. mostly it's the camping and the hanging out with people and having fun
1: yeah kindred spirits is just so much fun uh, gaining uh, new insights from other people from
0: other aspects of life it's just a blast really really nice yep yep um uh, that's porkfest.com and uh joe was just on the line and he had a uh, another question for us about sort of uh you know he uh, he was talking about uh, us withdrawing our troops from all the other nations. Isolationism. He used the isolationist. Mm-hmm. And I I don't like the term isolationist because people th- sort of think of Pat Buchanan. He's got the isolationist uh, you know pe- chess piece. Yeah, Mr. And Populist. Yeah, I'm I'm by no means uh, an isolationist. I believe in. Peace with all other nations, commerce with all other nations. I don't believe our nation should be able to tell our um, you know, people in this country who you can do business with, who you can't, and how you can do business and all that other stuff. I think that uh, you know, peaceful relations with other countries is great. I don't think we should send our troops in to support other countries' governments. I think that those people in that nation should be able to decide what their government is, whether through uh, you know the democratic process or the ultimate democratic process, which is picking up an AK-47 and hunting down <laughs> the politicians that are uh, you know lording their power over you. I think that in Saudi Arabia there may very well have been a revolution and uh, King Fahd would have been kicked out if it wasn't for us in there supporting them.
1: Oh, that's amazing amazing
0: and right. you know we just shouldn't be doing that we supported saddam hussein we put him in power therefore we are responsible we the united states if if there is such a thing as we uh, we are responsible for the atrocities that occurred because you know, we put him in power you bring up a, a couple good
1: points uh on one side the constitutional side which uh you know if these guys are going to swear an oath to supposedly uphold the constitution then uh, i'm going to try to make sure that they stick to it but on my personal side I am in favor of free market societies, so even the Constitution goes too far for me. But there's the the other aspect of it. You mentioned the we are responsible thing. And that gets very tricky when you've got a government entity. Uh, You know, if you haven't voted, if you uh, have paid taxes at the force of of a gun, at the uh, barrel of a gun, are you responsible? For
0: what are you responsible? It's a very tricky question. The people that uh, paid their taxes and didn't want to support aren't really responsible, but... You know, this is this is the problem. This yeah. is it. Um, and this is the crux of it and why we shouldn't be in other nations, uh, you know, supporting their uh, despotic governments, one side or the other. Because I, I just don't care one way or the other. But um, let's go on with uh, the callers here. I've got uh, Dave in Montana. Dave?
15: Howdy. Hey, and how are I you, know sir? I uh, the Islamists wouldn't be so strong if we didn't buy their oil, so it's kind of a hypocrisy on both sides of the whole thing that and that's my deal i want to call about that preacher you know it really don't matter if jesus was black or white matters if you follow his teachings and jesus was a, a good example of all the hypocrisy that was going on in the temple and there's a lot of hypocrisy going on in our freedom temple right now and uh
0: you think we should flip over some tables and uh, drive some yeah, money changers yeah, out there, huh? Yeah, it's
15: time. It's time, you know. And but, and that and that was a whole another thing that he had to deal with, you know, like go out and kill the Romans or take them over through love. That made the whole uh, empire crash, you know. I think uh, some of the chickens are coming home to roost, you know. That whole. Uh, what uh, Frederick Douglass was brought inside the the Congress to speak to Congress as a he was a free slave at the time, yeah. But he was born a slave, you know, and, and he really told the truth of what's really going on, and a lot of that truth still exists today, and it and it all because of the hypocrisy of the the line that. All men are created equal and endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, and that is so hard to live up to. And, and we've been hypocrites to that. It took a Civil War, and then even a hundred years after that, until until and still today, and that and that's we hear that old anger yet coming from that that Reverend and that other guy that called it. We get, He hit on something good. It's an old thing that people are still hanging on. we got to break through this old hate and this old control of oil. Look at the same thing. It touches oil, this old dynasty of oil, man, that's being – we're witnessing that this is their last stand, man. They're doing anything and everything to all of us so they could stay in power for the next thousand years. I absolutely years. agree with yeah. you on this
0: point, um, David, is that, that, that oil Americans, really is the crux of power and that the politicians do not, uh, and their friends who are in these, uh, you know, these big oil conglomerates, they don't want us to start alternative fuels and things right, like right. that. Because right. they, don't. they
15: know their days are numbered, man, because right. the technology is there and it's being held back. We're living in a time equal to when Galileo was speaking the truth, you know, and they locked him up. We're living in a modern day dark age. And, and even, techn- when,
0: even when the government tries to do something like with ethanol here, they screw it up, you know. I mean, now, right. now they've dri- driven or up the price a, of corn.
15: Wheat, right. Right. And it should have been, it been too. hemp what we're witnessing too is they're trying to open up the old silk trail for oil pipelines into the future for China. China and India are starving for gas. Mm-hmm. If you follow the history of the the old silk trail, only three emperors kept that open. You know, it was the Greeks, the Romans, and uh, Genghis Khan and his re- uh, relatives. And then after that, It it was nothing, man, because the boat started doing everything. And now with the oil, that whole route is being opened up, and you could see it. Just with uh, Servio and everything, that's the end of the route or the beginning of the route, wherever which way you're going. It's all hooked up. You, You look through the history. Whoever opens that up is like another... Alexander the Great, and that's what's going on, man. There's a lot of people that want to claim that they opened up the old Silk Road and they got the trade going, and, and, and it just so happens a lot of poor people live on top of that land, and, and they're dying by the yeah, millions. And, and, me, and it's it's a... our tax dollars, and, and, you know, and the guy for Ed over there, you know, I, I'm with them kind of, but we got to come to the point where Jesus in Gethsemane, man, he he had to make a decision: Does he live to kill, or does he live for something to die for? Do you live something to kill for, or do you live something to die for? And and I don't know, you know, I you you got to go with Jesus, man, you know. And and we're yelling Barabbas. A lot of people yelling Barabbas, Barabbas, and not too many people yell for Jesus because they said he gave up, but no, he won, you know. and... And that's what it all comes down to, man, and, and staying true to our creed.
0: Thanks for your call, Dave. And for the politicians, it's all about power. That's it, what it, it really is. You it's know, and know, and, and the more power hubris, we give them, a grand Yep. 1 800 259 9231. Free Talk Live. 1 800 259 9231. Free Talk Live, and I'm Mark, and I'm Gar. You know, Guard and, and we've been uh, talking tonight, and I, I really haven't gotten the opportunity for a nice gratuitous plug. <laughs> now, you, besides being a libertarian talk show host here in the uh, the scenic state of New Hampshire, you are yeah. you're also an author.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. But, yes.
0: And in, in your book, what is it? Live for your
1: live die? Free or die, just like the New Hampshire motto. Man, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a collection of essays on free market economics, uh, the Constitution. Uh, More theoretical stuff, uh, leaning towards uh, free market societies uh, over government paradigms.
0: You know, it's not as dry as you make it sound, though.
1: Yeah, it's also got (laughs) short stories in it. Yeah, Uh, script stuff. Yeah, I I spent some time in the script department of The Outer Limits. There's a script in there that was never produced. And work my father did, uh, starting in World War II when he was out in the Pacific. He carried these little black books with him. He'd write down different sayings from wise people like Aristotle, uh, George Mason, Thomas Jefferson, and whomever. And then he wrote his own. So every time there's a segment that he wrote... I put him in there and I have his picture on the back. So it's live for your die. It's at uh, freetalklive.amazon.com. Uh, yep. Yes. That's very so good. It's over at Amazon, free talk live. And uh, please check it out. It's uh, live for your die. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see uh, a few more sales, especially with my dad's work in there. Free, uh, live for your die. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Mark. Hey, listen, I got another message for you, folks. Are you thinking about starting a business? Well, here's a word to the wise: Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, and trademarks. Use code FTL to save ten dollars off your order. Not bad. And it's LegalZoom.com. But you have to use code FTL to get the ten bucks off. That's right. LegalZoom.com.
0: Well, let's go straight to the phones and to the fun at uh, Let's Todd. Todd, you out there? Hey guys,
16: how's it hey. going?
3: All right, Excellent.
0: Todd. Very, very good, sir.
16: Uh, not too much. Um, well, uh, I, I I heard you guys talking about foreign policy earlier, and I had to tell you that a couple of the callers that you've had on there even while, while I've been on the uh, on the line. Um, one of them, I think it was Ed. Uh, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from on on on, on his thinking, but his thinking is really, really, really needs to be reevaluated seriously. I mean, as far as our foreign policy is concerned, the fact that we've been in the Middle East for well over forty years, uh, but you know, our foreign policy has, isn't limited to that um, period. It's also stretches as far as back as the Spanish-American War, mm.
3: uh,
16: when we invaded and occupied.
0: Who's the we? Philippines. Okay, uh, the United States. All right. Yes, yeah, that's the Philippines point. was our first adventure into sort of uh, an imperial state. And at the time, it was pretty common. You know, uh, the the uh, there were uh, the European countries were setting up right. fiefdoms in Africa and that kind of thing. And we we decided that well, the Western Hemisphere is ours, and Philippines is close enough to that. We'll set up there. And uh, the Spanish, I I believe they seceded to us after the Spanish-American War. Is that right?
9: Right.
16: And, you know, the funny thing is that um, the the disastrous results of that intervention has been uh, very, very deleterious to the Philippine people today.
0: Um,
16: Their culture is not doing so well um they're not doing as well as uh, as they could be
0: well they've been on uh, their own for about and, 15 years now right huh they've been on their own for about 15 years now right
16: right and and after that um i as, as i understand it um you know even though they're they're they've been on their own but the fact of the matter is that it it pretty much um, has done a lot of damage to uh, their culture and um, as well as their their own uh, independence of a nation. But but then again, you know that, that, that's going into you know another area there that
0: uh, well, needs to be think, looked further. I think we've done the most that we can for the Philippines at this point. We've cut them loose and uh, told them, you know. Good luck there in that uh, being in your own country thing. I would uh I, I certainly it, to me it seems ludicrous that uh, you know a nation like the United States can rule over a nation like the Philippines or that the Spanish could but to me it's sort of ludicrous that, you know, if if the nation, if this nation can't rule over those people, then how is it that, you know, the nation of the Philippines can rule over its own people? I mean, I feel like individually people are sovereign amongst themselves and should be able to make their own decisions. Now, when they make a decision that harms someone, I think that, uh, you know, some sort of organized body needs to go in and take care of that crap. Um, You know, whether they have to compensate somebody for harming them or, uh, you know, damage to their property or, or, you know, thievery or whatever... But as long as a person's not hurting anyone, I kind of feel like they should be uh, able to make their own decisions.
16: Right. Well, it's funny. Um, you got, you're also talking about the whole Israeli uh, situation.
0: Mm. Actually, you know, Todd, um, I, Todd, I've got to limit you, limit you to one topic tonight. I've got so many callers okay. on the
16: way. Well, I, I'm just saying that uh, the whole thing with the foreign policy, we need to uh, get out of the Middle East immediately. I agree. And And, um, and, and also... Uh, stand out and actually get our trips out from over 130 countries right now. At this point, yeah, yeah. we can't afford this war any longer in Iraq, and it's killing us uh, tremendously.
3: Yeah, it's driving Mark, I
16: just want to say you're doing a great job tonight. Keep it up. All right. Gardner's doing a great uh, job
0: tonight.
3: <laughs> Hopefully,
16: um, um, Ian will be back on
0: Monday. Thanks, Todd one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know,
1: we're only going to let Ian back if he gets a big pile of my books. If, if, live free or die. if
0: you want to uh, find out how well I've done this evening, you really need to compare it against the last two-night show. I've also hosted uh, Thursday night and Friday night with different people. And then you can sort of see what is Mark like as a host. And you can go to uh, freetalklive.com. The archives for those shows are right there on the right-hand side of the page. You can, they're in a little MP3 format. All you got to do is click on them, and they'll start playing. And they're free. You can listen to Everything, them. Yeah. Um, and you'll, what you'll really find out tonight is, you know, what's going on tonight is the Gardner's a great talk show host <laughs> and uh, makes me sound excellent. <laughs> so uh, going on, we've got Don. Don, you out there?
1: Don, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Hey, Donnie, you're on, baby.
11: Okay. Thank goodness for Free Talk.
1: Yeah, Free Talk Live, man. It's the place where everybody should be going. Thanks for joining the show. What do you have to say?
11: Okay, well, um, Reverend Jeremiah right? I think he was wrong in saying what he said. Uh, Jeremiah was a follower, all right, but uh, <laughs> he's no Jeremiah. <laughs> on, the hand, on the other hand, Obama is not going away. He's, he'll be around to stay for a long time. Uh, I have a theory.
0: You think Obama's going to be elected president?
11: Anything's possible.
0: It's possible. Uh,
11: The thing is, uh, they're confusing the electoral system. I have a theory called dialectical checks and balance. Okay. Uh, I, while I was at UM, uh, I spoke at the faculty club, and uh, my theory is that one thing happens as a result of another
0: uh, seems seems pretty clear atom
11: is split, it causes nuclear fission, spontaneous combustion uh, and that's uh scientific and uh, politically, we have to check the check and balance system uh, in religion one thing all things work together for good uh, to them that are uh, straightforward and you know, called according to a purpose. I
0: How does this believe have a... Obama
11: is called according to a purpose.
0: You think Obama's called according to a purpose?
11: Yes. Uh, it's
0: is it socialism?
11: Philosophical, it's philosophical. Uh, it could be religious. But uh, I, I, I stand on, on, on the thought that religion should be separated from state.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of do, too, and I, I think that Jesus, you know, if he were, say, if Jesus were in power, that he probably wouldn't use the uh, the power of the state to, uh, like, collect money from people. I think he'd call it stealing, you know, because to <laughs> me, that, uh, stealing is either forcefully taking or threatening to use violence against someone to get them to give you their stuff, like, you know, a robber on the street. Right. And that's what the government does, and I, I think Jesus would be against, uh, against be that kind of that. thing. Yeah.
11: I also think that uh, we should not use the pulpit for, uh, we should not use it for fully, uh, and that's what um, Jeremiah Wright seems to have been doing. Uh, it's ironic that uh, Mr. Obama didn't know some of the things that he said
0: before,
11: you know. That did seem odd to me. I, Thank you very
0: much for the call, sir. 1-800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. One hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Don't call that number because, well, this is the last segment, and uh, we've really got we got three people on the line left, and I got to get through them. Gardner, before before we get to the calls, though, I want to make it perfectly clear that this week. I have been a saint. While all the other news media uh, has been doing it, I haven't once talked about hookers. Oh, man. And, you know, how and much it's one fun, of my favorite it? topics. It's awesome. Hookers. Yeah. It, no, you know, real seriously, the media is just eating this hooker thing up. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. 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 It, it's of it's all, hilarious. Of all newspapers, the LA Times actually has a piece about maybe we should legalize prostitution. <laughs> what a crazy really? thing.
0: Well, let's go straight to the calls. Rob. How are you doing? Excellent, sir. How are you?
17: I'm doing fine. I'd actually also ask if you guys would be so kind as to leave me on the line to listen to your response, because I'm outside of my car now. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make two points. I'll try to be relatively quick about them. One uh, is a response to uh, some of your callers, since I've been on the line, talking about radical Islam. And just as most horrible things in the world, I'd like to inform your listeners as to why this is the fault. ...of the British, which is, of course, the people who have caused so many problems in the past. And that is a very quick history lesson on World War One. In World War One, the British encouraged the Arabs to revolt in the Arab revolt, and then betrayed them uh, at the end of the war, and instead of giving Arabia its independence... They split it up into several countries, including Iraq and Syria and Saudi Arabia. And that's
0: why and, all the countries—that's why all the countries over there are driven, drawn with straight lines rather than you know, like natural curvatures, like every other country is.
17: That that, that is so mm. poignant. I actually have said that in my college classes that any any country that is drawn with straight lines is destined for civil war and rebellion Great because point. they're not real countries. That's because uh, you are uh, a
0: super genius, sir. <laughs>
17: yeah, yeah, really. It's not that hard to figure out. Uh, and, and the other thing is, uh, just to let you know, that the person who the British put in power in Saudi Arabia was a gentleman named Ibn Saud.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay? Huh.
17: Ibn Saud, and he was a radical Wahhabist. He was the original terrorist. He was the original radical Muslim guy. And the British, fully knowing what his belief system was, put him in power over Saudi Arabia and Mecca. And it is basically that action. Uh, it's a good book. I won't uh, tell you any more about this. called No God But God by Raza Islam, he's a Muslim and he's a moderate Muslim he says what's happening today is not a war between the West and the East, but it's a war within Islam, between radicals and uh, moderates that's just a recommendation for your listeners No God but God, if you want to learn a, bit, a little bit about Islam, from someone besides Fox News Network, it's a, it's a good book to listen. Uh, second good book point. To read uh, the second point is uh, just a little funny thing that Bill Maher said on his last program, and that was uh a Texas oil man's son gets into office in two thousand. We've had ten years of uh consistent stable oil prices. After he's gone, oil and gasoline is three fifty a gallon.
0: What mission a surprise. accomplished. <laughs> I mean,
17: well, well, I mean, that's what he said. He said mission, mission accomplished. accomplished. You know? That is mission excellent. Mission accomplished
0: and it makes perfectly well, good sense to me. Thanks very much. Great call. A- Appreciate it. Uh going on to, that was Rob. Going on to Vince. Hello. Greetings. Hey Vince.
11: How are you, Martin? I Gardner. can't remember your other gentleman's name.
1: Gardner. Gard- yeah, Gardner, Gardner, you know, author of Live for Your Time. Oh, Dimes. yes. I
11: like, I like reading your stuff on the Internet there. Oh, thanks. The Libertarian Seminole. So. Thanks. But I wanted to mention something here. just a little snippet in the newspaper. This Richard Dickey Scruggs, the architect of the $206 billion nationwide tobacco settlement in the 90s.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, and I vaguely remember going this. going to
11: jail for bribery.
1: Oh, that's the the uh, Katrina lawsuit. Is that the guy from the Republican Party thing?
11: No, no, no. This is Richard Dickey Struggs. He's a...
1: So what's what's the story on the bribery? Yeah, what's that story? Well, it says here that Scruggs and his other partner,
3: Sidney Blackstrom, pleaded guilty to conspiracy, to (laughs) defraud
11: for offering a $50,000 bribe to a Mississippi judge for favorable rulings and disputes over legal fees, from Hurricane Katrina insurance losses.
0: Uh, so the whole thing was, uh, so he was still doing law after he got that tobacco settlement? Yeah. I can't believe it. Um, it's ridiculous. I mean, he made so much money off of that.
14: He, he collected probably 30%. <laughs>
0: yeah, huge amount of money. Well, wow. thanks, thanks for thanks letting, thanks letting for us know, Bench.
1: I'm going to have to make sure I mention that on my show. Ricky Scruggs, right? S-C-R-U-G-G-S. I got it.
0: Thank cool. you, sir. And going to Josh. Hello, Mark. How are you, sir?
18: I'm not too bad. Just had a quick uh, question for you. You're doing an awesome job. Um, yeah, yes. Is as far as the Free King project goes, or the Free State project goes? Yes. And I know if uh, it gets accepted, and you guys get your thousand people, and you guys get into the government, and do succeed from the union like you want, um, what are the, what are you guys going to do in case the the U.S. government that is left decides that you guys are a homegrown terrorist threat and decides to roll in the tanks? Well, um, they,
0: they're, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to set up a false flag situation where we were actually violent. Um, you know, we have uh, disavowed any sort of violence. And, you know, I all I can say is that's what they're going to have to do. Um, I it, it doesn't I, I don't expect that to happen. I I think that the uh, the the advent of the media, the way it is, you know, 24 hour news cable um, networks out there and YouTube and all that stuff, the government wouldn't dare just simply because there would be so much uh, available content on it but um if they were to do it you know i, g- I guess that's just what they do it doesn't bother me and of course it's just so it's just so unlikely to me that i just don't think it's going to happen i mean this isn't uh 1860 anymore and you can't just tell people whatever you want to tell them about uh, the the South seceding. We're trying to fl- free the slaves. Well, they weren't trying to flee- free the slaves. If so, the Emancipation Proclamation would have been signed before the Civil War, not two years after the commencement. True. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the South shouldn't have, certainly shouldn't have fired on Fort Sumter. I, I'm not saying that they're completely absolved of guilt, but this is a nonviolent uh situation, and I'm not. I don't have any idea whether we're ever going to be able to secede. That's not a free state project situation. Um, that's that's just simply me wanting secession.
18: Uh, that's good, and, and hopefully, when everything does kick off, I will see you there since I have signed up. So,
0: excellent, sir. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah. Now and all you have to I do is get two more people to sign up. Yeah, we're yep, gonna get I you here soon.
1: Do you have any idea when you might be coming out?
18: Um, no, not yet. So, got to find out what I'm gonna do when I get there, as far as mm. job, start a business, or whatnot.
0: There's all kinds of stuff yeah. here. Come out to a uh, fest. It's really it's really great, and you'll you'll love it, and you'll. Want to move sooner? That's really great. Yeah,
18: I'm going to try, and I just have one last thing to say. Not a topic, but I just think, as far as the political systems go, that um, our elected uh, politicians should be there to make change and not dollars. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much, Josh. I appreciate the call well uh, that's that, can you believe how many calls we 've had yeah, this evening it's
1: been great i, I don't yeah.
0: know maybe twenty five i did we we, we had all kinds of the, show prep of and didn 't get to anything we We talked about the I Reverend know. Wright in the first segment and it 's gone off in all kinds of different directions, just from our responses in the uh in the uh, telephone calls.
1: Well, I think uh, you've done a, a yeoman's job here, my friend. So good job holding down the fort. And thanks for inviting me in. I had a great time. And uh, I look forward to people chatting. They can send me emails, anything like that. Uh, they can send them to you. They can, And they they really should sign up over the BBS over at freetalklive.com. Yeah, the there's, a, there's a lot going on at the BBS. Yes, That's absolutely. Sure. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me, it's E-L-G-G-R-A-N-D-E. At MSN.com.
0: You know, you could just have guard at freetalklive.com if you'd get us a picture of you oh, when you were four years old yeah. and write a bio. Remember when we told yeah, you to do that? That's right. Like three or four times. Well, I now. sent the picture, but I need to write the bio. Oh, that's right. That's we right. Did see that. Yeah. Just the, the, the bio. Is it's, it's like three, four lines long. You just got to say. You, you know. sure you
1: want know the one where I'm all painted red like the devil and my whole body's painted red? I don't that remember one. that one. That's a good one. Sounds I like that. Frighten The ladies like that. Yeah. Uh, Listen. uh, Yeah. I just want to mention there's so many things to talk about, like this, you know, prostitution thing. There's another story that parallels that
0: like a red xylophone. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. There's a there's a story about Scarlett Johansson selling uh, something for charity, a date with Scarlett Johansson on the Internet. And, uh, you know, but some for some reason, having the pleasure of going out with uh, Scarlett Johansson, but not having sex with her. That's not prostitution. That ain't a date. And as far as I'm legal. concerned, uh, you know, it's just amazing how people want to get in the way of other people's consensual activities.
0: It does seem like an odd thing that she can, uh, you know, she can prefer a date uh, for money or mm-hmm. you know to share money to go to charity. Yeah, but these. These hookers and with the uh, Governor Spitzer there, it's such a terrible thing. Now, I don't support what Governor Spitzer did. Right. Governor Spitzer's a bad man who put people in jail for just this activity. And he's so even he's the worse because he's a hypocrite. Right. He's the kind of hypocrite I feel should spend the rest of his life in prison for this crap yeah. because he ruined people's lives Absolutely. and then did exactly the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, he was, he's the governor. He should be held to a higher standard. Yeah. Not, um, he shouldn't be able to get away with this stuff when the average person wouldn't be. He put people in jail for what he did. And then he went, you know, he went and did it. that That's so wrong, in my that's opinion. Incredible. That's and an it, abuse you, of his power. You know, it was funny because
1: in his resignation speech, and he'll be gone on Monday, in his resignation speech, uh, in the first 60 seconds, he still could not avoid talking about how proud he was of all his
0: achievements. What a jerk. Yeah, his achievements uh, subjugating these, uh, <laughs> these people to the laws that he doesn't feel he's responsible for uh, uh, obeying, apparently. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the uh, Live Saturday edition, and we will be back Monday. And you can listen to us six days a week from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or daylight, depending. My name's Mark. And I'm Gard. Thanks for listening to Free Talk Live.